Blog Talk Radio. Uh, 
uh, and some of the uh, things that go on during the day. They show some of the uh, conference, you know, the conferences that have happened during the day in between the concerts. Uh, you can see on Hulu. So I think I thought that was really cool. I thought that was neat. So I like that idea. Um, so I watched last night. So I said that's the first thing I was going to talk about today is, like, what I thought about last night, okay? Uh, first of all, I think the first act I saw was Aerie Lennox. I thought she quit. Is she is – she, is she, Oh, cause she she came back after she made that last album. You know, she quit so much. I don't know. You know, I'd be like, what? Did she? She? Oh, she? There she is. You know, and then she one time she said she wasn't gonna tour. One time, wasn't she? I mean, she uh, Ariel Lennox always come up with something. I like her, but she always be coming up with she 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 the one that be, you know she be acting like she want to sing at the donut shop, but she really like she really be lying like she be. I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna quit. I don't win the Soul Train War. I'm gonna quit. Uh, y'all y'all talk crazy to me. I'm gonna quit. Uh, I'm gonna quit because I'm just gonna quit today. <laughs> That's Ariel Lennox. But I must say, last night, okay, I have dished her stage presence before, okay. But last night she was moving a little bit more, and let me tell you something, Ariel Lennox. That body was bodying, okay. I was like, oh my god, the body, the specifically the legs. Oh my God, she was fire. The le- the legs, the legs were. She was fire. Ariel looked good. Okay, is that how you say her name? Ariel, she looked good. Okay, she was. Um, voice was good. She looked really good. A stage presence, a little better. Okay, <laughs> but I I thought she. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, she. I mean, she. She really. I mean, just you know, she always had a nice bite. But I mean, the legs. I mean, it was really like, it was coming out. I, you know, I. Hey, I got. I give the ladies. They probably body. She was bodying. Okay. It's just. It was. It was really. I was. I was distracted. I was like, oh my god, her legs are great. <laughs> right. So I love that. I love uh, uh, seeing her. Then they had the old. I think they had the whole old school hip hop. Uh, thing with KRS One, uh, who else was it? Uh, Big Daddy Kane. Uh, which when I was a teenager, I had a major crush on Big Daddy Kane. I just think Big Daddy Kane was so fun. Okay, Big Daddy Kane. Uh, who else? Um, of course, Dougie Fresh. Do they not? They. I love Dougie. I was just saying the other night, last night, how Dougie Fresh never. Now he really for real. Like he never ages. Like, I looked at, you know, I was watching the other night the Twilight Zone sidebar. I was watching the, you know, because y'all know I love the Twilight Zone, because we live in the Twilight Zone. So I'd be, I be watching the Twilight Zone to see what may be happening in the future. <laughs> right? So, out and that's the old school Twilight Zone. So I was looking at the old school Twilight Zone the other uh, night, and it was about this lady, movie star, who never aged. And she had this little beetle. Beetle, she would get out, and she would put it on, you know, like on Mia's chest, and they sucked the life or the youth out of them and stuff like that, and she get, she put it on herself, and she she become youthful and everything. And and uh, that's how I was like, where's Dougie Fresh's Beetle? Because Dougie Fresh, he for real don't age. Like, he looks like he, he's like still, like he's, he got to be damn near pushing 60. And Dougie Fresh looks like he is, Still the same age a few years ago, minus that little top he used to have, I mean, several years ago, minus that top. He be moving. 
I mean, he, I don't know what, I'm like, what do you eat? What are you doing? Like, he looks great. Okay? So I like seeing Dougie Fresh. He, they, they had a, uh, 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 what's his name? What's the, what's his name? Oh, my God, I forget his name. Uh, Slick Rick was there. Yes, Slick Rick. And they did some of their songs and stuff like that. Oh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who am I missing? Grandmaster Flash Melly Mel was that there, even though he had the, ain't he the one of the domestic violence charges or something, allegedly out in these streets? Okay, well, he was there performing the last night. And, uh, you know, they did Don't Push Me Because I'm Close to the Edge. That was one of my, that was my, was that my first rap album? I think so. My mama bought me that. <laughs> like, I probably was like six or seven. Yeah, I think that was my first round album. I think it was, like, really, you know. Um, yeah, because I can remember the Sugar Hill. I still have that album, actually. Oh, my God, I can't tell y'all. I hate when I tell y'all stuff like I have it. Yeah, I hate when I tell y'all stuff that I have it because then y'all be writing me talking about, you want to sell that album? <laughs> but, yeah, I still have that album, okay? But, no, yeah, I said KRS-One. KRS One, which is one of my favorite artists. Who else? Oh, EPMD, uh, Eric Sermon, um, who else? Who else? You know who they was missing though. I I don't know what. To, listen to me, the best rapper ever of all time is Rakim. Yeah, never. It's just Rakim, not Jay Z, not none of that. Rakim then probably KRS One to me. <laughs> then maybe. With flow, like them third probably came, you know, or something like that. I, it's none of the people that people say to me. You know, they like way down in my list. I might put Jay maybe around six or seven because I love Jay's voice and the sound of how his voice flows. But yeah, but he's not the greatest rapper of me to me of all time. He just came along. He just had good timing, you know. But when you talk about dudes like, I, I wish they would have had Rakim. You know, that would that would have been really neat. To see, I think people would have went crazy too, you know. But yeah, they had a whole little hip hop. I know I'm probably missing some people that they had or whatever. But it was really, um, it was really kind of cool. They had a lot of um, really good people, really good performances. Oh wait, Bone Crusher was there. I ain't never scared. I ain't never scared. Y'all remember? Okay, yeah, he was there. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, slow motion for me. What's his, what's his name? Juvenile? Was it Juvenile? Juvenile was there. Uh, who else? Uh, oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, like all our age group. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. I'm trying to think of what other. Juvenile, Bone Crusher. Uh, yo, that was on BT Awards where D Nice came out. I went, no, it's BT Awards. Sideboard, the BET Awards. I liked, I, you know, I hadn't seen D-Nice rap in, like, years. So it was kind of weird. you know. And he only had that one song, I remember. I remember we thought he was really cute back in the day. D-Nice, I remember he had that. Yeah, but he was on this. I was getting that mixed up, but he wasn't there. But it was, I forget who else was there. Because everybody's doing this 50-year hip-hop thing, okay? So it was really neat to see. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else. That came to the stage. I don't remember, okay? But it, you guys can, if you have Hulu, or, you know, you can, you know, just get it for the, you know, that free trial. Get, get y'all, put y'all, get y'all email, put in the free trial so y'all get the free trial and hurry up and cancel it before the free trial. You know, I got, 
that's what Tonka do. I got Hulu with a package thing, but but y'all, if y'all, y'all, you know, if you don't got it, go get. You can get it that way and watch the Essence Fest Festival. Okay, some of the night shows and stuff like that. All right, so next, who uh, was on the show to me? I finally got to see like a whole show of Janelle Monae. Let me just say this. Janelle Monet was there one time at Essence when I was there, and I did not see her. I think I left. I think we went to a soul lounge or something. <laughs> oh. But I finally got to see a whole, like, show last night, okay? Um. <laughs> Let me just say, Janelle Monet, the rent is due, baby. I can tell. The rent is due, sus. It's a place you just kicking their ass in celebrity world, ain't it? Janelle Monet came out, honey. It wasn't the checkered suits no more. Janelle Monet had a little bra thing. First she came out, no, she came out in the little flower jacket. She had a little flowery, like, jacket and flowery things around her head. I love to wear those things. Sidebar, I love to wear flower crowns. That's my shit. I love that. I, love, I got a thing for flower crowns. Uh, uh, I love them. But she has she has a, a flower crown around her head and uh um uh and then I start remembering I said, Oh, she does sing that song. Remember I always tell y'all name five songs and I've talked to people that said name five Janelle Monet songs and they can't. No, you still can't. But you we call them when you when you hear them, you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah like wait back in your memory, okay? And I know, listen, she, I heard her shout out Kansas City the other night, so I was like, oh, wow, well, okay. But listen, okay, this is the first thing I'm saying. She is from Kansas City, okay? She's she's a fellow Kansas Cityan. Okay, I love my hometown. However, I'm not a big Janelle Monet fan. I like Janelle Monet. I think she's so pretty, and I think she can act. But as a performer... I don't know. I feel like, and I'm going to be, maybe, I know you kids loved her. I saw the Essence Fest tweets. Um, I think, here's what I think, kids. It doesn't take much to impress you guys nowadays. You know, Z and, and half of the millennials. It doesn't, you know. <laughs> y'all grew up in an age where y'all think, like, certain people can sing, they can't sing. Well, we, you know, we was having a little bit of that, too. But. I mean, we knew they couldn't sing. We just like sometimes the song or the beat or something. But y'all really be thinking people can sing that can't sing and stuff like that. So I don't think it takes much to impress y'all generation. But here's what, I, and, and especially because y'all don't have the hard, you guys don't get to see the hard. Like back in the day, they used to have A and R, you know, artist development and stuff like that. And it took a long time for these artists to come out. They had to bake for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? They had to get learn how to learn some public relations and learn some, you know, how to dance or learn stage presence and stuff. Now they just throw their asses out there, and y'all be thinking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, you know, I come from the era where they had them cooking for a little while. And so when they come out, you know, they was usually damn good, like, performers, right? Usually. <sighs> Janelle Monet, Okay. Oh, God, I feel bad every time I have to talk about Janelle Monae because she is from Kansas City. Let me just say the good things first, okay? 
I love, girl, listen, Janelle Monet. Listen, I told you the rent was going to get due, girl. I told you 15, 20 years ago you need to take out that damn suit and take that hairstyle out, that ugly-ass hairstyle. Girl, let me just say this. She is beautiful. Okay, I love her skin. I love everything about her. I love the uh, I, I love the whole aesthetic where she took off the, the thing and she had on the little, even though she was having, she had half her titty hanging out most of the performance, and I knew she wanted to do that because, you know, she's on this she's on this sex kick. Janelle Monet trying to get a check. She's trying to get y'all to remember five of her songs now, okay? So it's a new day. She's out here getting naked with the girls, okay? But I love what she had on. I'm, a, I'm for the sexy. I like sexy, okay? But she had on this little, not, not when it's overtly sexy. Like, sideboard, like Chloe. I love Chloe, okay? And I cheer. Y'all know how I feel about Chloe and Haley, okay? I love them. But this, here's the thing. Chloe, it seems too much. You know, I'm always going, uh-huh. I mean, it's almost too much. Janelle Monet is surprisingly delightful. It's like, damn, girl, show me. Yeah, we see what's underneath all of that. Janelle, you should have been underneath that suit. Look at, look at the face. You're giving so much face. Oh, my God. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see the, feminine, the femininity just come forth. I love it because she has been for so long trying to prove to y'all that she was some sort of deep ass, some, you know, deep and shit. I don't buy the deep ass, okay? I do buy lipstick. What's this lipstick, son? This lipstick? What's the lipstick? Son? What's the album? Lipstick on my collar? What is the damn album? The new song? Lipstick song, okay? I do buy that. I buy that as Janelle Monet, somewhat. Not all the way I don't buy it. I don't provide by her performances, though. I feel like, you know, she's a kid that grew up liking Prince, and she said one day, I'm going to be the female Prince, right? And then it's like she tries to mimic a lot of Prince, but I don't think she believes it. Like when she's in the middle of performing, like sometimes I feel like she starts off real high, and then there's a part where she realizes that she's doing it on stage. Like I'm realizing, oh, I'm on stage. Whoa, I'm doing this. And it, she stops believing it. <laughs> It's my, just my in person, my thing about Janelle Monet. okay? So here's what I'll say. I love the black and white, like the shorts, the black and white uh, 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 bikini top, girl, fire, oh, and the hat, girl, listen, here, if I had ads like that, I would rock that. I'd be out there showing my big booty. Girl, yes, I, I was for it. I, was, I loved it, okay? However... What else? I'm trying to get this. I loved her having the big girls. I can't talk. Wait a minute. She had big girls out there. There be like a big girl out there, one big girl who was – somebody else had a big girl. I think Slick Rick. And the big girls be, the big girls be dancing, okay? But her, Janelle Monae's big girl was really toned, though. But she had a – she had a, 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 a they were very sexy. Her, all her girl dancers, very sexy. I love the short shorts. I love the whole, like, thing Janelle Monet tries to give off. Like, the she tries to give it off, but she doesn't complete it to me. That's that's my problem with Janelle Monet. So I said I was going to give the good things. Is The good things is she was given face, body, she, the outfit I loved. I love the, uh, I love her. A for effort, okay, <laughs> for trying to give, she, I mean, she did raise up her, to finally show her boo. We knew she was going to do that because we could see them pasties. 
So, you know, she tried to give y'all a, a flash. You know, she's been flashing her boobs. Like I said, the rent is due. I am glad that she realizes, like, hey, I'm, I'm, I, I need to show my sexy. I'm getting older. Let, let me have, let me have fun with it. You know what I'm saying? So I do love that this, we're seeing this person now emerge, okay, this evolution of her. But um, there's something unbelievable about her. I still find myself going, who the hell is she? Like, I don't believe the whole, the some of the vibe I get from Janelle Monae. It's, it's like some of it I'm like going, like, it feels detached from her. Like when she's performing, when she's jumping all for I'm like, I'm feeling like, is that really you? Like, it, it looks like it's not really you. Like, it looks like it starts off and then it goes somewhere flat. I'm like, is that really who she is? And where I find that, where I find her, the high points of her show, where I find, like, where she really is, who she really is, is when she's acting sexy. And I'm like, oh, that's who you really are. But you up here trying to, you was trying to sell the pompadour and suit shit for years. And I don't know why. Maybe it was a bad childhood, anything. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? People be trying to run, you know, run from sexy. And I was like, you're sexy. You're, you're, uh, you're sexy. Now, I, here's the next thing. The music. Oh, God. Okay. I hate her music. <laughs> no, I, hate is a harsh word. I like a couple of songs. Hate is harsh. I vehemently, vehement, vehemently, oh, I can't talk today, dislike some of her music, okay? I feel like it's almost there. Like it's almost, it's almost, I wish she would get in with a good producer and a good person who, who, can, who, can, who can see her. Like there is a deep sex, what is Janelle Monet? I think she's a Sagittarius, isn't she? Is she a Sag? Because that's really what the... Hold on, let me look this up. I got to look it up. I think she's a Sagittarius. You know, uh... You know how we got to take a break and look at, look at what she She is, okay? I'm right about the sexy, okay? I'm so right, okay? Sag, I have Mercury and Sagittarius. I know, you know, I have certain parts in my chart that are in Sag, okay? And, I, you know, I'm like, in my, the parts that's in my Sag, I'm like a freedom-loving, <laughs> you know. It's, Sag is very sexy. People don't talk to Sagittarius, especially Sagittarius girls are so sexy, okay? Sagittarius women are sexy. Sagittarius men, I kind of see them as smart, very smart, very charming, kind of have a, a the power to seduce a crowd. Remember, I, talk, I think I talked about, who was I talking about? Maxwell, he is a Lilith in Sagittarius, and I said he has a power to seduce a crowd. Like, he can seduce a crowd. Like, he can, like, no, whereas Lilith and Scorpio, like, I'm a Lilith in Scorpio, we have power to seduce you one-on-one. Like, you know, we could, you could be in a crowd, and we could zone in on somebody, and we like, we take your soul right in there. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's, you know, we, you know, but Lilith and Sagittarius can seduce several people at one time, okay? And I feel like Sagittarius chicks can do that, too. Like, they just have this this thing. And so I feel like Jan- Janelle Monet is in denial of what really is her. Cut the deep island bitch thing off. Stop it. You're really a sexy chick. Parading has a deep island. Like, you're, you're, you're shedding. I see you coming out of it. I see you. I see you slowly 
shed and the suit. Now I need you to do it musically. I mean, I think lipstick is a good start. The lipstick album, it sounds a little better than normally what I've heard. I believe it's a good start. However, I love to see her work with somebody, you know, who really gets it. Maybe I need to listen to the lipstick album a little bit more. I've only heard a couple. Maybe I need to listen to, I've only heard that one or two, one or two things they say is from her thing. Maybe I need to listen. I like the lipstick, uh, whatever song it was, the one that she just was. I, I just feel like there's something missing. And the truth is that you're sexy. And you're 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 just in completely look. Where's her whole chart? I gotta pull up her whole chart because I, I feel like I could see it. I was like, she's trying to. She wants to be taken seriously, so she doesn't want to play the sexy because she she feels like, oh, you know, I want you to take me seriously. You know, like Beyonce has that problem. Beyonce's problem is Beyonce's always trying to go into the lane, you know, of like, I'm I'm like Lettucey. <laughs> I'm like Jennifer Hudson. I'm like Fantasia. No, you're not. You can sing though, but you're not like them. You're different. You're you're you. Those are hardcore uh, soul singers. You're a cute, above average pop singer, uh, and you're very beautiful and you're very sexy. You need to play to the lane. I'm not saying that you can't do stuff every now and then. That surprises everybody, but the problem with Beyonce is that she's always fucking trying so hard, and it's always contrived, and that's why nobody ever believes it. You're like, eh, like spirit. You know what I'm saying? We knew she was trying to win the Oscar, and the Oscars did too, and they was like, eh. <laughs> right? Instead of just going in and delivering something of who she really is, like, you know, instead of really, like, going and hitting a song of what, this is who I am. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes people don't know who they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got artists that don't really know. That's why sometimes it's really great when people see, like Clive Davis. Whitney Houston thought she was just a tomboy girl creature from New Jersey who, you know, could sing real good in her choir, you know, Queerish, like you know, lesbian, half lesbian. She was bisexual, bisexual, you know, kind of like somewhat attractive girls. But I got a thing for boys too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, and she thought that was all she was. But when Clive saw her, Clive said, "This is a beauty. This is she's a classic beauty, and she can cross over. She's got so much class and charisma." He saw something that could go to the masses. Now, Whitney was thinking, that's not who I really am. Please, I can't sell. You know what I'm saying? And so she fought it her whole damn career. She fought being something great. She fought because she thought she was that Jersey girl, and that was it. You know, she thought, like, that's it. That's all I am. And so she constantly fought, you know, the classic Whitney. That was that was the idea of marrying Bobby Brown, trying to sell. And you can still be a homegirl and classy, you know what I'm saying? But Whitney had, she felt like she couldn't be both. You know, she felt like in order to be what Clive wanted her to be, she had to sell out her people. And I, can, I understand that energy and stuff like that. But the thing is, he, he saw it right because what he seen was who she really was. See, so sometimes people don't can't see who they really are. Like, I see singers do that all the time. They really don't see who they are, and they're still trying to mess around and trying to prove they deep and shit, but they really not. You're like, you're like, you know, so this is Janelle Monet. 
Janelle Monet has been trying to prove to y'all that she's something really deep. Like she's something that's just what she was out here. She don't want you to look cheap. She knows she pretty, but she don't want you to just see her as pretty. I don't want you to see me as pretty. I, I, I'm going to wear this suit and this pompadour, and I'm going to act like I'm Prince because, you know, I really do know music and stuff like that, and that's all good, baby girl. But I'm saying, really, you that chick that was dancing, doing that lipstick stuff. That's where you really supposed to be. That's who you really are. And that don't mean you ain't no great musician. That don't mean you ain't no great singer. It's just that's your energy. I knew it. I knew it. That's why I say it. And she kept trying to go there, you know, the other night. I was like, I mean, she kept trying to go to that because she had to because that's what some of y'all early, you know, really like her, know her has, and then she tried to sell off. But, you know, I'm surprised Diddy didn't catch that. Diddy, you a Scorpio. I'm, I'm surprised. I know you probably told her. You, I know you. I am so surprised he did not catch that, you know, that that that, that she, she was not in the right. She wasn't doing the right thing, okay? But let me look at her son is in. I'm looking her up, okay, trying to see where her son is in. So we can talk about her because I think she was great. Uh, case, <laughs> she's a great case study to talk about. Uh, let's see, is she on here, Astro Charts? Okay, she has a son in Sagittarius, a moon in Cancer. Uh, let's see, um, her Venus is in Scorpio. It, listen, listen, Janelle, Janelle, listen, and it's it's high, it's high, it's it's borderlining Sagittarius. It's 27 degree. Child, oh my God, girl, bye, quit playing, okay? <laughs> I mean, I can see it all day. That's why her Pluto, she's got Pluto and Scorpio, North Node and Taurus. Yep, she's totally sensual. I mean, you know, I don't know what she what she was up there doing, playing for years with y'all, playing with our intelligence up here with these suits running around she was doing, and Pompadour trying to prove she was deep and I don't want you to sexualize me. I don't want you to. Oh, her Jupiter's in Saturn and Sagittarius. Oh, my God, Mercury in Sagittarius. Girl, quit playing. Quit, quit. Mercury is a cusp in Scorpio, too. Mercury in Sagittarius, two degrees. That's why she's kind of, like, you know, quiet. Like, But Mercury in Sagittarius, two degrees. Yes, yes, yes. Janelle Monae, stop. Stop playing in our faces, okay? Okay, Mars and Libra, stop playing in our faces. Okay, don't ever put back on us. You're playing. Quit trying to be deep. It was not true. It was not. You were selling that because you wanted people to accept. Because you are a great artist, but you thought that being sexy, you might not be taken seriously. Okay, but you would have because you're a different type of artist. You could be. Beyonce couldn't even pull off that, but you could. You could pull off sexy music. Like who? Who used to pull? I'm trying to think. Of, like Sheila E. kind of did that with Glamorous Life when she came out. She just didn't stay long enough, you know. Because when Sheila E. first came on the scene with Glamorous Life, she was very sexy and she was playing the drums and everything. And I remember when I saw Sheila E. I was telling my grandma, I want to learn play drums. I mean, you know, I thought that was just the sexiest thing, right? You know, whatever. I mean. You, you, Janelle Monet, you could have gotten that over. Like Sheila came out with the sexy. Well, she had at least like that fur on the cover of the album. She's very Prince knew the deal. Okay, he knew how to sell. She and she had on that little sexy uh, lingerie light outfit or whatever. But she was taken very seriously. People take she took Sheila E very seriously as a musician, even though she was beautiful. 
okay? So still is. But what what were you doing for years in suits and stuff? Girl, get the childhood trauma taken care of and stay right in this lane. You're right where you should be, Janelle Monet. okay? You just need better music. You need a better sound, and you need somebody that maybe shape that sound. And maybe you think you should be doing it, but I don't think you should. I think you're too, you know, there's too much going on. I mean, you're half, you know, you're half trying to be um, a female activist, you know, but now you're really letting that true person come out. Now you're really saying, okay, I'm sexy, and I don't want to hide it no more, and I'm fine, I'm good looking, and I like sex, and I like this, and I like that. Now, now you're ready to let the dark side loose. Now you're ready. You say, I'm, I'm really, I've been lying to y'all in this suit and pompadour. I just, I'm lying. <laughs> okay? And the only thing you need to do is get your music straight and get your, and really figure out who you are, really embrace who you are. That's, that's, she'd be a great artist, okay? And that's the only thing I saw the problem with Janelle Monet is that she was fluctuating on stage between mimicking Prince, okay, going back to Pompadour thing, even though she had this cute little, and she's going to always do that because her early music, you know, she was she was out here in these streets faking, okay? So it's got, so so I think, though, has, has she moved into a more sexy energy, and I'm hoping that she, you know, she don't got, you ain't got to be loud and wrong. Like, I know right now you're trying to pay the rent. So you getting so you done went all the way over into your dark energy and you're doing way too much. Like you need to balance it out. And I believe Janelle Monet is deep enough that she will eventually balance that out. Hopefully she will, okay? Because you don't want to be out here running around like Chloe, okay? So balance out the sexy vixen you are, okay? Because you are that's definitely in your chart that you are. You are, I don't know who the pompadour lady is. Get the pompadour lady uh, out. Uh, the mimicking of Prince, it, if you do it, it should, you know, God, study vanity. Like, remember Vanity Sticks? Oh, my God. When Prince said that Denise Matthews, Denise Matthews in her early, oh, my God, I feel bad because Denise Matthews would not be approving of me saying somebody to be vanity. But let me say this, okay? Janelle Monet, that's who you need to study Prince girls. Prince, I feel like Prince put every, like he always, saw, even though some of them girls he had couldn't sing. I mean, Prince liked a chick that couldn't sing, right? You know, they just had to be pretty. <laughs> I love I love that Gemini. Oh, my God, I got a thing for Gemini. Gemini's are crazy. When, <laughs> but Prince, Prince literally, like, you know, he would see some of these chicks. Like, and really make them stars and stuff, okay? I mean, I, you know, I mean, and some of them were very, should have been stars, okay? But vanity is kind of the energy I see for Janelle Monet a little bit. She, a little, a smidge, mixed with a little bit of Sheila E. Like, she needs to study that energy, okay? Because that's, they're very Prince-like, very, very Prince-like. But they do it from the feminine aspect. Vanity, because she's a Capricorn, had little small aspects of masculinity, very small. Vanity knew how to play it, right? She always looked, you know, she always looked very sexy. Sometimes she looked quite like the sexy, innocent girl, but always in control, okay? So that's what I see for Janelle Monet. I hope that she gets it. 
I hope that she gets it because I feel like it could go great for her after this. You know what I'm saying? I really do. And, you know, yeah, and I don't know. Do I buy the girl-on-girl thing with you, Janelle Monet? Let me stop here, okay, because some people don't get offended. I mean, it's trendy to be queer, right? No, 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 no. Everybody's saying they're gay now. I remember when people used to didn't want to say they were gay or they weren't attracted to them. Now everybody wants to sell us girl-on-girl porn life, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the way the world going, <laughs> right? But Janelle Monet, I don't know if I believe just that aspect of you. I feel like there's a whole lot of other stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was a little Chloe-ish there, too. You know, when I say Chloe-ish, no offense to Chloe, because I love Chloe, okay? But here's the deal. Chloe overdoes things. Like, she stays on it. She overdoes it. She's trying to rebel. Oh, I am sexy. I am sexy. <laughs> right? Like Janelle Monet. I am queer. I am queer. I like girls. I like girls. <laughs> okay. I get it, but it's a little oversold. Okay? I mean, I'm just like, Okay. Because here's the thing. This is why I'm wondering, do you really like girls? Because there were certain points, like, where I felt the girls who were the dancers were more sexual, like, when they were doing sexual dances and stuff with you and doing sexual, um, I mean, sexual things, they looked very, they looked into it, but you did not. Oh, I watch everything. Maybe she just doesn't like PDA. I don't know. All right, maybe, you know, this is a new thing for her, showing this, you know, showing who she really is, okay? But, yeah, I'm not quite sure, Janelle, if I bought it. Okay, so I'm, I'm hey, I'll just, just take it as you will. If anybody knows Janelle Monae, you know, take it as you I'm, I'm here for, I'm, I'm being friendly. <laughs> I'm the homegirl from Kansas City trying to help you out, sis. That's all. Okay, look at that chart. Call an astrologist up and talk to them about where you should be, especially that North Node in Taurus. Okay, boo. Okay, so you know, play. You know what I'm saying? And play it, play it up. Okay. All right. So we got through Janelle Monae. Okay. Now I'm gonna talk about this person because y'all was saying, "Help us, Lord." Okay. I heard somebody say somebody on Twitter put. <laughs> I gotta read this. Okay. And I don't want nobody to get offended, okay? Lauren Hill was the last performer last night, okay? I'm going to say the good things first, okay? Let me give the good introduction to what me getting ready to talk. Oh, they're making noise outside. There is a there's a person who is just loud with their motorcycle, and they're out of control, okay? So let's talk about Alicia. I'm not Alicia Keys. Lauren Hill, okay? I'm not ready to have that discussion, okay? First of all, I'm going to talk about the good things. Lauren, to me, is a wildly uh, powerful, talented, almost prophetic individual. One of the dopest artists I've ever seen, really. You know what I'm saying? 
But something crazy happens when people buy their own Kool-Aid. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. We'll talk about it in a minute. I'm getting here. I said I was going to say nice things first. But I got to mix in a little bit of the bad. Something happens when people start to drink their own Kool-Aid. And when being eclectic just gets weird. I need to read this, what somebody said on Twitter, that I felt I kind of laughed, I chuckled, because I had a show a few years back, and I talked about Lauren Hill. Some of y'all got upset, <laughs> because I said she'd been riding out the same album for 20 years, and she, is she really a legend? I mean, she really had, she really just had one in an album in a possible. And I think Lauren Hill is one of the greatest, probably the, my opinion, for the one album that she's released and the other possible, the MTV Unplugged thing, and 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 Fuji's stuff, I will say this. Lauren Hill, to me, is probably the greatest. I don't think she gets some, enough, in my opinion, female lyricist that's ever been. No, I say that, really, no. What she raps about, you got to think. About <laughs> okay, you gotta think she's not up there, you know, sounding like a Barbie, sounding crazy like a cartoon or nothing like that. She literally, she literally puts down thoughtful, powerful, prophetic lyrics to wax. Okay, but again, as I said, it's something strange that happens to people when they buy their own Kool Aid, they buy their own seriousness, they buy their that. Their own, they start to buy their own, like, like their own thing. You know what I'm saying? It's something, you know. And I can say, listen, let me just say this, okay? I understand, and I'm going to say this. I understand that people who have uh, uh, prophetic like energy can be strange. You know, in the Bible, like you have uh, certain people that, uh, like John the Baptist. John the Baptist was like, you know. They said he was a wild man eating locusts in the wilderness. Y'all probably would be scared of John the Baptist today if y'all knew him. Okay, y'all be like, oh, Lord, he got like strange. Okay, so, but Lauren Hill's not that, okay? She has a prophetic voice, but she's not a prophet, okay? She probably disagree with me, but I'm just going to say what I got to say, okay? I'm trying to figure out, let me get my Twitter thing going, okay, so I can tell y'all what I need to say about Laura Hill, okay. Now, it's the 25th year anniversary. I couldn't believe I was 25 when Lauren Hill came out with Miss Education. Wow. I remember that. Oh, my God. Yes. It's 25 years for Lauren Hill. I, I was reading the other day. It's 25 years for Lauren Hill's uh, miseducation and 25 years since Maxwell's Embryo, okay? Maxwell, that's the first album I bought of Maxwell's Embryo, okay? I did not buy Herman Hainsley. That was true. That's true. I, I I liked Maxwell, but I didn't. I wasn't in. I really loved Embryo. So I bought that. that and I really love what got me. Okay, I know I always tease about the Cocoa the Coco Cure with a video, and I'm still upset. Somebody, wait a minute, hold on, Cyborg, let me stop. I know this is about Lauren Hill, but Cyborg, let me talk about Maxwell real quick. That, somebody uh, put up a, a, a piece of that 
the Coco Cure or whatever. I'm like, that's not the fucking uh, video. Where is the video? What happened to that video? I don't understand. Why is it off the market? Why is it hidden? It's like we got to, fans got to buy it or something? Crazy, okay? Now, his thing came out 25 years ago, too, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later on in the show. But Lauren... I was like, I, you know, I remember going to see Lauren right after she won those awards. Like, she came to Kansas City, like, maybe, um, what was it like? It was, like, maybe a couple of weeks after she won, like, five, the five awards. And, I mean, it was a really good show. Listen, it was seeing, I've seen Lauren Hill three times, okay? I've seen her twice in the good years, what I call the good years. <laughs> so I call it the good years, where, where Lauren would dress up and come out with the locks and she had the face and, Fire and she, you know, she be moving on the stage and everything. I mean, I mean, it, it was it was a different Lauren Hill, and she be talking. To, I know everybody got a bomb and stuff like that, but I'm just saying, I saw her in the prime. Okay, she was, she, it was, it was really, it was. The, and I seen her, and I, the third time I saw her, it was on the decline. Okay, and then I seen her like what I've seen Lauren Hill like now five times, four five, four times maybe four times. Okay, um. Not and not on the decline in a we'll we'll talk about it, okay? But I wanna say read this tweet 'cause I gotta find it here. Uh and everybody's saying, you know, uh <laughs> so people gonna say stuff different. 'Cause y'all like Lord here. Let me tell y'all why y'all gonna say stuff different. Y'all really just wanna convince yourself all the great things about Lauren Hill. And I like Lauren Hill too. Y'all just wanna any times people just, just just be happy to be at the crowd. People just be happy to be there and, you know, to see her perform. And Lauren Hill is a great performer, but uh, this is going to kind of sum up if I can find it. Can I find it? Uh, what somebody said? Uh, I got to find what they said. Cause it's it's gonna it's gonna define a little bit of what I got to say about Lauren Hill, okay? It might make y'all mad, but it's okay, okay? It's okay. It's meant to encourage. It's meant to help uh, help help someone uh, uh, maybe uh, do something different. I just, let me see. Is I can can I find that tweet? It was such an interesting tweet. Um. Let me see if I can find it. It was really good, and it summed up a little bit of what I had to see. But, okay, so Lauren Hill last night shows up in this outfit, uh, you know, and some of y'all were saying it was like, don't lie. Okay, we, I, I, it looked like she couldn't move. She had ruffles all around. Uh, it was, uh, uh, it looked like it was hot. She looked like she was hot. <laughs> Oh, she looked like she was hot. Okay, she had blue gloves on with it. She looked like a big blue flower if I saw her from far away, okay? I mean, you know, um, okay. Uh, and I kept thinking in my head, you know, like, what happened to, I know people evolve, but it's sort of like, what happened to, Pretty Lauren. I mean, Lauren is pretty now, but what happened to wanting to be 
um, like, what happened to the Lauren that wasn't strange? <laughs> oh, my God, I can't find the quote. But I'm about to tell y'all what the quote was. It was somebody was calling her a grifter, saying that she is grifted off of that one album for the last 25 years, okay? I, I, listen, that's what somebody has said. Somebody was saying it was a very good tweet. <laughs> People were liking it. Uh, I wish I could find it. I cannot find it now. Oh, my God, it was somebody, and they really made some uh, good points. But this is kind of what I'm going to say about Lauren Hill, okay? I won't go as far as to call her a grifter, okay? But it's damn pretty close. Sometimes people try to buy their own Kool-Aid That they're deep That they're, uh, you know uh, They buy people saying You know, you had the prophetic voice in music You had it And people will take that stuff And, you know, listen it's one thing to uh, to to be a be protective of your gift, and you know, say for instance, if you have a gift as you know, like a minister or uh, a prophetic figure or something like that, you want to make sure that the people around you are, um, you know, people around you are. Are good, you know people who who encourage you that they're not people who uh, who bring you down and stuff like that? Okay, I get that. Okay, you you want to have certain crowds around you, especially if you're um, if you're a certain person or if you hold a certain position and stuff like that. Okay, so Lauren Hill. Uh, think she's any of that what I think Lauren Hill brought to the table is that she was a great singer who happened to be very spiritual have a very steep deep prophetic spiritual voice a connection especially to women when she first came out and what we didn't realize it was that 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 miseducation of Lauren Hill alleged rumors are, are that that album was inspired by a young lady who was brokenhearted and had, who had been in a many years affair with a married dude. No, 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 no. We're going to have this conversation, okay, because y'all be out here thinking, treating Lauren like Lauren is extra deep. And Lauren be treating Lauren like she extra deep, okay? No, she really do, okay? I knew what Ronan said years cyborg. I knew what Ronan said years ago. He was in the magazine that Ronan had said she was writing on the walls and toilet paper. I said, oh, Lord, what are we getting ready to get? I knew something was off. Okay. Here's the thing. The concert started off well. I hated the outfit. No, it didn't start off well. I'm lying. It started off, I knew her voice. She was in losing her voice a little bit, but I'm glad she was on time. The show was running behind. That wasn't her fault. But the, the, but she was on time, okay? I love the fact what saved her was Wyclef and the orchestra, okay? Because uh, when Wyclef came out, they got hyped. They, they did the Fuji stuff. It felt better. And this orchestra did this real beautiful song where they, they got featured. I forget the name of that song, but they, they got featured 
in this part, I forget the name of that song that she sang. One thing I hate about Lauren Hill, and the rumors I, not hate about her, I just like about her, her, her live performances now. The rumors are that she doesn't per- perform her songs the same way is because she doesn't own the full rights. I don't know how true this is, but people are saying that the reason why she, she performs songs with odd uh, arrangements and stuff like that is because she doesn't own the rights and she doesn't want to pay, I guess, or something like that. I've heard rumors like that. I don't know if that's not true. I thought her ass was just trying to be deep. You know what I'm saying? She didn't the Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid and trying to be deep. But here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. That first half when she was doing the Strange Arrangements, and I've seen Lauren do the Strange Arrangements. I don't like it. She doesn't connect to the audience when you do the Strange Arrangements. Most people are just there to see you because of your Lauren Hill. They're they're curious. Okay, so they're they're there. They're like, oh, uh, you know, um, Lauren, uh, Lauren, I get to see Lauren Hill. And a lot of people will lie and say, oh, you know, yeah, I totally understood it. You know, and because they want to be considered deep, <laughs> all right? But the truth of the matter is, uh, Lauren, most of the audience doesn't connect to you when you sing. And I know you know this by time. That's why it's always very strange. You're already strange anyway because you, you have strange people walking up and down the stage. I don't know if they're your hype men or what. You got one dude with the Jamaican stuff on. You got another dude over here. And let me just see. see, see. Let me just sideboard here, okay? This is sideboard. Lauren Hill is the is a testament to the to, to what they say. Caribbean men, I'm about to talk about you, okay, for a second. Not all y'all, but some lot half of y'all, some of y'all, okay? To what they say about y'all, okay? That Caribbean peen is something else. I mean she ain't been she she can't I don't know if she's there. I don't know if she there. She remind me of them chicks I was saying y'all I met, you know them chicks. Remember I was telling you about the chicks a couple of years ago, I mean a couple of weeks ago on the podcast when they my friend who, and they be gone and my Caribbean girlfriend was talking about, uh-uh, you can't mess with everybody. You got, she was talking about talking, taking salt baths and all that stuff. Now, listen, Lauren seemed like she needed a long salt bath, a long, uh, 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 a reversal of the energy. They done got her spirit. They took her spirit all the way over. Oh, they took the minute. Listen, they that that they the Lauren. Oh my God, Lauren Hill is a result of you know when you done had some pain that you probably couldn't handle, okay? And then it took you somewhere deep, and it, and she 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 trying to get out. I've met the women for it. She trying to get out. And now she she pulls it off as deep. I'm getting I'm going there. I'm going somewhere like Carlotta, where are you going? I'm getting somewhere with this, okay? Now she's trying to pull it off as deep. She's trying to pull it off as like, you know, I'm I'm home. I've been working with the reason I haven't released another album in years, you know, we've heard all the stories, alleged stories, Lauren has said, you know, I've been taking care of my children, I've been loving them my children. But we have have we all of us have heard the rumors and the stories behind this, okay? Uh, no, 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 no. Time to, to, to a truth bomb to come through here. Hell, I, I, you know what I say, Lord? Because we ain't none of us perfect, Lord. We all got mess, okay? Just a few years ago, okay? While Lauren be trying to act so deep, it was her daughter was up on what was her daughter that was up here talking about I don't saw my mom and daddy fighting over the years and they was fighting. <laughs> 
Lauren, we know you a trip. Wasn't she the one supposed to be married to Rona? She's supposed to be married to Rona, but somebody then y'all was saying out in these streets. I don't know if it's true. Y'all was saying he he wasn't. They wasn't married. He was married to somebody. Else. I'm just asking. I'm just saying. This is this, Lauren. You are another one like Janelle Monae up here. You talking about two several years ago when you was up there on on uh what's that show? The MTV up front, I'm tired of giving shows. I'm not, I'm just gonna come out on stage. Remember back in the day when she was saying that? I you know I'm trying to show out for y'all. Really, really, I'm gonna tell you what it really was. My personal opinion. Carlotta 101. Y'all ain't gotta believe it. Just Carlotta 101's assessment. No, she was she she had been Caribbean dicked out. Okay, anyway, she was gone. She she really was like yeah, I'm just I, I'm just shit. I just want to be under, this man got me on a whole other spiritual tip. I'm out here, I'm on something different. This was, first it was Wyclef, now it's him. You know, Wyclef, that's why I noticed something. Let me tell you something I noticed. I was like, oh, 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 I'm about to talk some shit. I'm about to, I'm about to talk some shit. Oh, wait a minute. Y'all going to be mad at me. Oh, they're going to be so mad at me. Miss Hill, don't be mad at me. I'm just saying what I see. I could be totally wrong on this, okay? Let me tell you what I, what I see. When Wyclef came out last night, she got hyped. Why? Because that's the energy she used to from him. Remember when she was in the Fuji's, she was a lot more hyper. Remember when she was in the Fuji's, she was, that, that was Wyclef pumping that energy up. She's already, I'm not saying she ain't a talent, okay? But that pain was pumping that energy up, that Caribbean pain. You know, because men can have an effect on you. Oh, no, 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 that it can. Okay? It can have an effect and make you feel good. You get you in love. Remember when you in love? Girl, it don't matter that you're sharing them. You're just glad. You, just, you got this man. You're like, oh, Lord, he, yeah, he make me feel good. He make me want to be creative. He make me all these things and stuff like that. So he, I noticed when he came on the stage, it got a little bit more hyper, okay? Now, remember when she had brought, after, after the, then she went through the time of the miseducation time, and that was heartbreak time, when she had on the white, you know, and all this stuff, and she was showing the videos, and she said, I was like, oh, you, feel, you felt her on so many levels. She was like, ah, oh, damn, because she was healing, okay? That, she was healing from the Haitian pain, okay? <laughs> all pains can be dangerous, but I'm just telling what I hear about on these streets. With y'all, these dudes in the, from the Caribbean, okay? I, I just, or history. I'm just saying what I heard. I, I just not trying. I ain't trying to be. I'm not. I, don't take me wrong here, guys. Okay? I'm not saying everybody. I'm just saying what they saying on some of y'all. She, she had to heal. She took a long time. She had to create a whole damn album to heal. Okay? Even if some musicians helped her, she still took a whole damn album to heal. Okay? That's the miseducation of Lauren Hill. I mean, then her ass was wrong. Okay, was she right after one day so far along? Is she was wrong? What's she doing? I don't gotta dress up. That was probably Rona's ass. The Marley's ass. The Marley's energy came in. I ain't gotta dress up for y'all. I just wanna be on I just wanna be out here and the system is is crazy and the system is what what was we getting into? I mean not that she wasn't already heading that way, but it was a little bit more Marley activist like. <laughs> hey, hey, whatever makes you creative, okay? Whatever makes you creative, okay? 
So I don't know who to do this now. Because, you know, last time I remember she was pregnant. She had that fifth baby or something like that, and the rumors was, nah, the rumors were, don't y'all say Carlotta, stop it. The, the rumors was where Ro, they asked Ronan about the, the, her because they had broken up, and they asked him, is that your baby? And he was like, no, nah, that ain't my baby. Okay, I, that's what she he said. I don't know. They never answered the question, okay? But we know Lauren. Let, let me tell you what we do know about Lauren here, okay, that we can see. Lauren likes sex. Lauren likes men. Lauren, all the things that she tried to come out on stage, covered all up in a blue flower, in hair, a uh, net so looked like it's around her head. I don't know what she, all the things she's trying to sell us, we ain't buying boo. I'm not. These people are here because they fascinated with the miseducation of Lauren Hill, and they letting you grift your way all like that. That lady, like that lady said on Twitter, I didn't say it, I didn't call you a grifter, but that lady on Twitter said, and you grift your way out here and make you make people think you the the oh look at Miss Hill gonna get the band together. I was like, nah, Miss Hill need to get together. Hey, okay, Miss Hill thinks she Miss Miss Hill is lost in perfection. Okay, she's lost in perfection as an artist. No, that's my stuff. I'm not going to have a different take from the Essence Fest people because I know, you know, they probably be putting on good tweets anyway. I'm going to just tell you, she looks like an artist that's lost in her perfection. What saved her set, in my opinion, was Y-Class and the orchestra. And I love, listen, let me tell you something. I love the background. I love her playing those videos with history and stuff like that in the background. I thought that was rather deep. I think that sometimes she's very disconnected. The reason the audience gives in to her is because they are fascinated by the the miseducation of Lauren Hill, and people are hoping that one day, perhaps one day soon, they'll get an album from this girl who ain't gave them nothing in 25 years and then blame all kind of shit on it. But really, she just might be fucked up over some penis out in the street. She might be fucked up over some uh, love issues, problems, and all that and everything. And I understand that. I ain't mad at that. All of us go through shit. The thing is, quit trying to sell that shit off as you being a prophetic visionary, or you being deep, you coming out there in blue uh, flower whatever the shit that is. I'm like, what the hell is she got on? I mean, it's over the top. I was so distracted by that outfit. Even Wycliffe tried to hide with somebody. That white outfit is lit. I'm like, no, it ain't a Wycliffe. I know you just laughing. That is, was not lit, okay? Where is Lauren Hill? Where is that girl who delivered the miseducation of, of, <clears throat> of, of Lauren Hill 25 years ago? I know you're going to evolve, but where is that chick who was vulnerable, who was all these things, who was writing for Aretha Franklin, a rose is still a row, wrote for Mary J. Blige. What's that song, All That I Can Say? The girl that uh, was writing for, uh, wrote for uh, C.C. Winans. I forget that song, uh, uh, the end time song she wrote. Where is that chick? Okay, because now all we getting is a strange chick that looked like she been dicked out, stigmatized. Okay, and she's trying to hide it behind spirituality. And she, all she got enough strength to do is come out here and do these shows so she gets money real quick. Oh God, I done made a man. No. Oh God, I'm sorry. I hate to say it about her. I hate it. I hate. I gotta be mean. 
Oh, man. Oh, man, I'm sorry, Lauren Hill. I'm sorry. I, listen, Lauren Hill, the reason why I'm so hard on you, because you were one of the best female artists ever, 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 ever. And I don't give a hair what the – girl, this is – we out of a record company time. You can put your own shit out. You can put your own – you can go record right now. You get the band together or something, go record right now and just sing on the Internet some new material, okay? You, you give – there's been all kind of excuses I've heard over the years for why you ain't got no new damn album and ain't got no new music, okay? And this seems like it's what you called to do. Even acting. You even quit acting. You quit everything, and you left a full-ass generation of girls who was admiring you, looking up to you. You left them to to the likes of these leotard wearing bitches. No offense to Beyonce, but you left them to to oversex you. You was the one saying, girls, you know you better watch out. Some guys, some guys only about, and nobody knows more than you that statement. You know, because you know, because you've been there. You that chick, okay? You that chick you were singing about, okay? okay you we know you that chick you were singing about. That was a sin that get, did Jezebel in. Oh, you, we know you, that chick you were singing about. Okay, I ain't mad. Okay, we, we be, that's how you get, that's why you spiritual like you are, because you've been through this shit, okay? So why are you out here still wasting our time coming out here with these with these weird arrangements and shit, and everybody, they fine. They, they just want to say they saw Lauren Hill. I'm going to tell the truth. Where is you at? Why is you coming out here strange? You still young. Why is them outfits looking like you 75? Why are you looking like you Aretha Franklin coming out when Aretha didn't even wear Aretha wouldn't even wear her a shirtless and show her titties or something. Here, Lauren, you still cute. You still sexy. Why are we playing? Why are we out here acting like this is this is this is a form of deepness? And I, what is the deal going on here? Is this mental illness or is this deepness? I saw this and I was like, come on. This is this is something this is this is a whole nother this is something else going on. And I agree with this. I kinda agree with the the, the, the person. You've been grifting. I don't wanna say the word because it's hard to say it. And people are gonna call you a legend because the miseducation of Lauren Hill was so flawless. But I know that came from a broken girl. And a girl who got so much to say and deliver to the world, but she got caught up. She felt she she don't want to tell that she fell and tripped on some dick. You did a couple of times, okay? It's okay. People do it. We it happens to the best of us. Where are you at? Can we sing some songs about that? Because there's some girls out here that could use you today, and not you singing old ass. Girls, you know you better watch out from 25 years. The message is still good today. And, 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 and a strange arrangement and shit like that. Lauren, stop. Really? Really? Because I don't believe she said, well, you know, I, I, I bet I could hear Lauren Hill in the conversation. Because she's a Gemini. She's a Gemini. So, you know, one thing I know is there's about 20 of her, okay? You know, there's about 20, 20 of Lauren Hills, okay? Lauren Hill that you see out there with that flower, big-ass outfit coming on, when she probably at home, she might be in booty shorts. You don't know what the hell's going on, smoking weed, uh, talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Okay? I know. Jim, you can't fool me. Okay? But you out here trying to sell off this, I don't know what you trying to sell. 
I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I know you just didn't feel like I feel like I should have left the music business. That is, you can clear what you can see about Lauren Hill for show and for 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 show for show for show. What you can see about her is that that is a God-given, powerful gift. Okay, and how dare you blame your lack? Of your lack of making new material, your lack of getting out here, uh, your kids ain't just them four kids. No, 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 no. Four, five kids. It ain't just your four or five kids. Okay? You gave birth, you spiritually, with that album, you spiritually gave birth to a bunch of young ladies and men that you were supposed to talk to. And now, and yo, funky ass, tries to make every funky excuse to why you ain't got no new music, you ain't got no this and that, just bullshit, okay, it's bullshit, I'm tired, somebody got to tell the truth, and then she come out strange, Essence, that was nice of y'all to let Lauren hit the stage for about an hour and a half of strange shit, and they, people bought it, okay, but I'm just saying, it's enough, okay, I won't ever. I don't want to see her no more with that strange shit. I'm just. I would like to see who the, the girl. I like to see where's the vulnerability. Now you ain't got to, You. I know you ain't that girl from 25 years ago. But where is the vulnerability? The girl who was vulnerable at that time, who used to talk to young ladies and men and people when she got a chance to. Now you ain't perfect. But that's what it was meant to be, Lauren. That's your story. That you ain't a perfect chick. You ain't really, you really don't be all that spiritual sometimes, okay? Because you allegedly out here messing with these men who's married. That's your story. That's your story to share with the world and to minister to people. Quit being scared of your story. Because now you're just strange. Just strange. That's all. That, I'm just, I'm just, it's just strange. It's just strange. It, when I saw her, I said, she's just strange. She's just strange as hell. I'm like, I, I don't even get Lauren Hill no more. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I did when Wyclef got out there. She even was trying to move around and dance and stuff, but she couldn't move around that much because she had that big-ass flower suit on or whatever she was trying to do. I don't know if she's trying to hide herself. She she done reversed. Like what Janelle Monet should have been. This is what Lauren, Hill, what Lauren Hill was back in the day. Like Janelle Monet was was wearing the strange shit at first and trying to hide who she, the sexuality and all that stuff. Lauren is doing that in reverse. Okay, Lauren is she was she was a sexy, deep. In the, she was really who she was, in my opinion, at first. And she gonna say her deep ass will try to say she evolved. Okay, but really, really, it wasn't. That, I don't believe it was evolution at all. I really believe it was. She she went to hiding herself. She went to doing all kind of stuff because she didn't really want y'all to see the real shit of who Lauren the who Lauren the fuck heel is. Okay, okay, that's why she wasn't doing no more movies. Uh, she goes, you see, well, no, the business is hard. The business is just the business is the the business. The business probably did this thing. I, I know it's gonna be about the show business, and we know show business ain't shit. Okay, but you 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 had a call. And you still working, you still going out here performing and touring, so you can't say the business was that bad. Your ass is still making appearances places. Shit, lying ass. I ain't got time. That's what I got to say about Lauren Hill, okay? I know y'all ain't going to like it. I know y'all going to be like, oh, why you always mean to Lauren Hill? 
I'm not mean to Lauren. I love Lauren Hill. When you love somebody, you tell them the truth. Okay? Y'all just like y'all think I hate Beyonce. When I say she, if we contrived, I'm telling her the truth. Well, I don't know if I love Beyonce. I really like her. Okay? I'm going to say look. But Lauren Hill, I love. And I hate what I keep seeing. I'm like, what the hell is this? It's, and I've been, you know, at first I was trying to go with people and trying to say nice and, yeah, you know, she's a little eccentric. You know, she's trying to be deep. But her life tells a different story than that music be telling. <laughs> I mean, it would be that her dress, her look and stuff be telling. Like when you hear about her back, when you hear about the, the, the stories and the cowboy stories and all the things that they come out, and you know sometimes where there's a little bit of truth in all that shit. You know, like, it's some shit, hey, you know what I'm saying? We all got shit we had, ain't nothing wrong. I, it's real, okay? We all got a mess. But Lauren tries to come out with smoke and mirrors. She tries to come out and just like, okay, I don't want to know. Listen, I know. Wait a minute, hold on. Let me look this up here before I say this, okay? Before I say what I'm getting ready to say. So I can explain Lauren Hill in my terms. Oh God, yeah, I don't. Okay, so uh, uh, let me see. Let me put this out here. Uh, look at this. Now I want to make sure this is true before I say. I don't know if it's true. Uh, but I'm mean, yeah, I'm gonna. Okay, so I can, I'm going to explain this, and I'm going and y'all take it for what it is. Uh, okay, Laura Hill never married Rowan, Rohan Marley, even though she claimed that she was married to him. No, I'm saying this all for a reason, okay? This is what I'm saying, because I think these are the things. I really don't think it's just the music business. I think it's some of that. I think that she was upset because people were saying that, Lord, Miss Education wasn't her, totally her idea. I think she was buying her own Kool-Aid. I think she's been drinking her own shit for a minute. And I think that, too, she didn't want y'all to know who she, who the fuck she is. Okay, she didn't want, and I don't mind, you know, some shit you want to keep private. You're like, damn, you know, I don't want to, you know, I'll be talking a lot of shit, spiritual shit, but shit, I'd be out here, I'd be out here struggling my damn self, you know. Shit, this nigga. I mean, this nigga ain't marrying me, and I done had about three kids, and, you know, allegedly he was, might have been married already or engaged already. So this is my second time down the rodeo. No, 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 no. We don't talk about the truth here. Why this why she out here in these big old blue outfits and stuff trying to hide shit, okay? Lauren, stop. It's enough. Just enough, enough, enough. We already know, girl. We know. All we gotta do is pull it up. We know. We we know. We know. We know you ain't that deep, okay? And I know you got a message to the world. Give your message to the world. Quit lying. Quit hiding. Quit running around here. Go and give this message. Yes, I know it's a terrible time in music. You put the shit out yourself, okay? It's no excuse for Lauren Hill to be acting like this, okay? And I personally think if somebody, either she's, either there's something else going on there that maybe they require, requires medication. You know, I know you Jaminians. You know, you Jaminians. Y'all got so many personalities sometimes y'all can't. No, no, it's not this. Everybody sometimes struggles with mental things. But Jaminians sometimes can have issues because they have so much 
things coming at them that they may need to take some med- med- medicine or something like that going on or whatever. I don't know, okay? Because, they, you know, they, 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 they appear bipolar, but they really, that's just really who they are. They just a lot of, it's a lot of people there, okay? So you got me. And I'm, I'm going to talk about another Germanian later on in the show. But all I got to say here, okay, is Lauren Hill, I'm tired. I'm tired of you coming out here on stage with these half-ass arrangements. Thank God for the orchestra that they were great. Uh, thank God for Wycliffe. The Wycliffe came to save the day and hyped you up a little bit, threw you back into the time, you know, because I think these men kind of train you a little bit. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. I bet that's a sore one. I probably shouldn't say that because that's what she was upset about because she, she was mad that allegedly that the musicians before on the second, on the first album was, messing, you know, they said they did some stuff. Okay, so so I, maybe I'm not, I won't say these men out here trying. It looks like. And it looks like you have a hard time functioning, depending on which one is there. You know, but you will go out here and get these dollars for these with these performances. But you done left. Now you talk about your. your I, I love that you seem like a great mama personally. But you you left a whole bunch of spiritual kids you got out here abandoned, chick. I said what I said. Okay, pass it on to her. She's so deep. You left a lot of them out. You left a lot of them that was looking for your next record, your next word, your next this and that. Nah, they ain't got to depend on you. They ain't got to think of you as God, but it was your vulnerability, your beauty, your all those things that made you a great artist. Not this strange chick I've been seeing running around here for the last 15, 20 years. I don't know who this chick is. This is a strange chick that doesn't put on, that say she Lauren Hill out here, and y'all been buying it because she sings the miseducation of Lauren Hill songs and all this stuff, but, you know, truly that's one of the strange twins or something that's living in her. But I don't know where you're going to put the other girl. You need to bring her because that's the one we need to give her, give her, her, to fulfill her call. Okay? Playing games out here at Running American. Ridiculous. That's why all that band was on stage. That's big ass orchestra, big ass uh, uh, band. A, a Jamaican dude with Jamaican hat walking around. Another dude with a hip hop hat walking around. She's just all over the place. All to distract y'all. And she had that big ass blue thing on. Distraction, distraction. Playing strange arrangements and all that stuff. Look, girl, I don't buy her whistle ever. Okay, you know, I tell her. Yeah, I don't buy you. I don't buy you. You need to get like Janelle Monet, find some femininity and some sexuality. Okay, you sexy girl, quit playing out here. So, show some of your little feminine. No, not that with that that outfit you had on last night. Okay, you playing? That's hiding. That's you hiding. That's just crazy. I'm done. All right, that was the Essence Fest first night. Okay, so I will talk to y'all about the other two nights. Hopefully, I get to see tonight. I don't know if I'm gonna get to see tonight or not. Cause I'm gonna be. I'm, I gotta go somebody. But if I get it. Chance, if I get a chance to see tonight's show, I'll talk about tonight's show and try to watch more tonight's show and tell y'all about it sometime this week, okay? But that's my take on the Essence Fest. I'm sorry if I hurt y'all feelings about Lauren Hill. I love Lauren Hill. That's why I said what she said. It said, uh, said I said what she said. Uh, I said what I said about her. Uh, it doesn't connect to your audience when you do that off music. Your audience is you you. And I, I bet it's some deep spiritual reason. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I can hear the reason. 
I don't want to connect. Like she, energy, she, 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 the energy, if she's going to try to say it's something deep. But I think she's just being difficult, okay? Uh, it doesn't – uh, she loses them and you don't teach them. She thinks she's teaching y'all something deep and she being some sort of deep spiritualist and stuff like that. She's just strange, okay? And y'all need to start talking about what she is. you just strange. You ain't deep. you strange. Now, when I come back, we're going to talk about the Supreme Court. I said it. You ain't deep. you strange. Okay, when we come back, you know how sometimes people strange. There are some people who are strange and deep, okay? But she's just strange. I just said she's going to go. playing games. One of the most talented chicks around. you just sitting there. It's just, it's, just, it's just out here acting a while. Just out here just, I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. Just all over the place. But people is going to be, okay. this is the greatest show ever. Laura was great. Laura was just that. Because you ain't never seen her and you're so happy you got to see her. Or you just you just enthralled, okay? But, no, I'm, I, I, I peep game. I peep game on her. I peep game a long time ago. <laughs> oh, and it's game, okay, Gemini? You know it's game, Gemini. Anyway. Moving on, when I get back, we're going to talk about the Supreme Court got y'all all up in arms because they said affirmative action is going bye-bye. But affirmative action ain't worked for black folks in quite some time. <laughs> you know who the biggest beneficiary of, of affirmative action is? One of the biggest groups opposed to it, white women. Okay? White women. White women. Okay. White women. On one side, they talking out their neck, but then they 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 taking all the benefits of affirmative action, and this proves that what is I forget that man's name, the man who wrote white labor, right? We'll talk about it when we come back on break, but it proves that it never should have been. Listen, affirmative action should have never been race based. I agree with the Supreme Court. It should have been lineage based. It was meant for a specific group of people whose ancestors were constantly mistreated and worked on the land for free for over 250 years. Then add another hundred and some years of Jim Crow, discrimination, segregation. It puts those people in a strange place. Their, their children's children in a strange place having to fight the big demon of discrimination. It was never, ever about these other groups. It was only about foundational black American, Adolf, or whatever you want to call it, traditional black American. It was never meant to be for other groups. And America got one off. They got one trick off. And it, 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 it has hurt our group ever since. Now, you've got a lot of these black Democrats out here running around talking about, oh, this mess up, we going back to Jim Crow and all this, no, no, no. They ain't care. They have, them dummies ain't looked at the stats in years. They don't see that black people are already at a disadvantage. And they get more disadvantages, uh, uh, disadvantages the more stuff like this went on, and they didn't address it to what it should have been. They've been too busy fighting for other groups and not fighting for the group that put them in office. That's why I don't even call the black caucus the black caucus no more. I say, well, that ain't, I ain't no black caucus. Because they ain't fought for black people in a long time. Black American people who put them there in a long time. Okay. So we don't talk about that when we get back um, and, uh, on the on the CC show with me, y'all. I was trying to figure out where I put the. Okay, we back. 
Lord, y'all know how I be doing out here. I be. Mm-mm. Okay, I think we get ready to go. On... Are we going on break? Okay, yes. We get ready to go on break. When, I, when we get back, we'll talk more about the Supreme Court and their choice to uh, literally. Um, uh, they threw out affirmative action, but affirmative action has been been thrown out, starting to be slowly but surely thrown out. And affirmative action, like I said, I don't think it was ever benefiting the people it was meant to benefit, okay? So we'll be back in a moment. We're going to start off with Portrait. Here we go. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. If you missed it, you missed my Essence Fest rant. You're going to have to listen to the archives if you just now tuned in. I'll be back in a moment, y'all, okay?
For the very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news, tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. What's up, y'all? I am back on the Carlotta Chatwood Show. I am Carlotta, and we are doing Saturday during the day, baby, not late night. And I just talked about the instant fest. Listen, okay. Who had to calm myself down from talking about Lauren because I get so hot, you know, I get so mad. I be like, listen here, don't waste the don't waste the, the femininity, the pretty and the all this stuff hiding. Be you. But I digress. Anyway, that's just me going off, okay? Just what I see. I could be wrong, okay? I could be wrong. All right. 
Uh, but we get back on the news in these streets. It's time to talk about it. The Supreme Court this week did what was no surprises over here. I knew affirmative action was about to go, okay? Uh, let me think. I'm trying to think. Let me pull up, pull up real quick. Y'all know how. Sometimes I be doing pulling up stuff while I'm on the show, but I'm trying to think who wrote that book. Uh, and I'm trying to t- – because he warned, warned y'all years ago. Um, let me see. What was his name? Uh, who wrote Black Labor, White Wealth? He wants, uh, oh, what's his name? Dr. Cloud Anderson. I don't know why I'm going blank with Dr. Cloud Anderson. Dr. Cloud Anderson warned that this was going to happen. He has been warning that for years. <laughs> That and he he was he he even talked about how um, uh, that it was never that, that that affirmative action was never meant to be for uh, everyone. I mean, and I think he was one of the original writers of affirmative action because he worked under uh, the Jimmy Carter administration. Let me see if I can find a clip of Dr. Cloud Anderson talking about affirmative action. Uh, Okay, let's listen to this. I think I have uh, I have this with, he, with him talking about uh, him talking with Dr. Boyce Watkins about um, about affirmative action. Okay, so let's let's just take a listen, all right? Uh, every every week or every two weeks, we get a chance to do Powernomics, where uh, I get to bring in uh, my good friend and respected colleague and just uh, the godfather of all of take black foot, but on their face. <clears throat> These blacks were about as black as you can get, almost close to being blue. But they way to burn off their energy, to redirect them into a safe area. This was way before meritorious manumission that came into practice in 1710 by a South Carolina colleague. But on those boats, they put them on those boats, and I may have said this to you last time we talked, that they, they had to, they, the, the blacks were they, they were living like sardines in the, uh, down, living in puke and blood and mucus underneath those ships. And a lot of them, and a lot of them were getting infected, and, 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 and limbs were just rotting and decaying with gangrene. So they bring them up to the top of the ship to give them a little exercise on the ship. And when they brought them on top of the ship, while they were sailing from Africa to America or to the Caribbean, <clears throat> They want them to exercise them to to keep they, to burn off. They call it burn off the energy. Okay, that's, that's not the clip. I'm trying to find a clip where he talks about it. Hold on, let me give y'all a clip. Real never, quick. never, never been any more nor any less than what the dominant white society wanted it to be. If white society says you'll be acceptable, black folks never, never, never learn how to practice power on principles. Control everything from the bottom to the top, and we just don't take any excuses from anybody. So I want everybody. In this prayer, please stay, make a statement. Make okay, then that's why they all can. They ain't even against rich. That's why on the bottom of the Constitution it says, "Give me your poor, your homeless, your hungry, your bad." Okay, I cannot find a clip of Doctor. I'm, I'm I'm back in zero. My clip. Uh, let me see. Uh, let's see if I can find. I think this may be one here. I don't know if it is real. Here's a clip. Anonymous, Dr. Claude, 
Japan town, a little Korea, a little Italy, a little Havana, which means where black folk would do exactly the same thing everyone else is doing. Uh, everyone, the reason we never had an economic structure in the country for black folk is for, two, for three reasons. One, we never had a national plan to, and a commitment to do it. Two, is that, that whites are boycotting black communities and three blacks are boycotting their own communities. And that's why you'll never see a white person get in his car, go down to a black neighborhood on a Saturday morning, get out, go into a black store and buy anything made by a black person. But neither will you see an Asian coming out of Chinatown, going into a black community, buying anything. Everybody supports their own structure except black folk. We're the, that's why out of 36 million black folk, after 400 years in this country, you do not have one single solitary black business district in the entire United States. That is naivete, it is insulting, and it's grossly offensive to black folk because you're creating problems for yourselves by not belling up to the bar and accepting responsibility of amassing wealth and capital, creating economic base, creating an entrepreneurial class, creating businesses, creating jobs that will hire your own people, uh, creating money to take care Okay. Ask him. He has some uh, very good things uh, that he talked about economically, but where he's really assigned uh, to me over the years is that Dr. Carl Anderson, which I cannot find the clip on affirmative action, but uh, Dr. Carl Anderson had talked about the problems with affirmative action uh, for many years and why it isn't work because affirmative action was never meant to include be inclusive based on race. It was never meant to do it. it, it basically, he was kind of saying what he what people like he vet them are saying now that it was it, it was meant to be um it should have been lineage based um and you know uh it's it's hard for um and i'm trying to think um i'm trying to see if i can find if i see it in your Because I think he explains it better, but um, but yeah, I don't. I, and that's one of the problems, you know, when you got anybody who can come here and to America and they benefit from the institution of uh, from what was somewhat the uh, what Black America pushed, and then they begin they like for instance the Asians were getting upset about the system thinking it was black people who were keeping them out of school. But the truth is it's probably legacy uh, 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 legacy admissions. Not only is it legacy admissions, but also white women are a per- part of affirmative action. So, um, you know, and the ones who benefit the most off of it. So I'm getting ready to read this article here because I cannot find. Okay, maybe this this is it. Let me see if it, this one isn't it, y'all. Then we'll go on to talk about read the article. But this isn't because it. Because of their language, they got they got language that's different from English. They get another point. Now they got two points over black folks on getting things in this country. The kids finally go down right now. Just yeah, picked up another twenty four radio stations. You have quite a black race. Black folks are all I tell to get that radio station. I put up the first black radio station in Florida at WOWD in Tallahassee, Florida, after fighting for it, and because no, there was no black radio in the entire damn state. They cost me time and energy fighting to get that radio station. And now we only got about 100, a little, about, a little about close to 100 stations in the United States, and, and that's out of 12,000 radio stations. 12,000, and black folk got about 100. 
because of their language. If they got, if they got language that's different from English, they get another point. Now they got two points of over black folk on getting things in this country. The kids' fines go down right now. Just okay, that's the one. But he he's talking about um, uh, like you know he's talking about immigrants are not the same as black people, and black people shouldn't have never been pushed. One of the mistakes during the civil rights movement was uh, the civil rights started to be all inclusive and left behind the people it was meant to leave behind. I mean, it was not meant to leave, but it, the people it was supposed to be, it, it was inspired by who it was supposed to be, who was supposed to be fighting for it. Uh, let me read this first one. It says, Biden says Supreme Court misinterpreted the Constitution. Has he, uh, this is his debt relief plan. That's not the one. I'm not surprised. We can't type out that one. Hold on. Yeah. He also said no to the student loan thing, which I knew he couldn't do that anyway. I knew that was a bunch of crap. Okay. <laughs> That was to get y'all to go out there and vote midterm. But um, let me see. I can find. Uh... Okay. I don't think I even had a affirmative action on Okay. I had up the, a different article. Okay. I know y'all hate when I have blank spots, but, you know. Okay. Supreme Court term takes hard right. Is this the one I want to read from USA Today? Yeah, okay. Uh, Turn in student loan affirmative action cases, okay? The Supreme Court made a hard turn to the right in the final days of blockbuster term that came came to close this week. Striking down affirmative action in President Joe Biden's student debt loan relief in series six to three decisions that gave conservatives reasons to true but drew angry recriminations from the left. The decision will leave the high court firmly positioned as a political lightning rod in uh, Washington despite surprising rulings on voting rights, immigration, Native American children, in which conservative and liberal justices were able to find common ground. Overall, the Supreme Court handed down more uh, unanimous opinions uh, this time in recent years and far fewer opinions that were split along purely ideological lines. The high court has often sought to steer back to the center after particularly divisive decisions, okay? Uh, let's see. Uh, voting immigration where the Supreme Court uh, compromised says Biden lost the Supreme Court on student loans, but the administration had a high, had other high-profile, unexpected wins at court uh, where conservatives hold six to three supermajority. On the emergency docket, the administration successfully defended the expansion of access to abortion pill milk pier stone. On the regular docket, the court handed Biden a real win on immigration tossing a suit from uh, Republican state officials on technical ground. Those and other outcomes reflected the term until, uh, final, t- until its final week. Frequently, Chief Justice John Roberts and George W. Bush, a George W. Bush nominee, aligning with the court, three liberals and Justice Brett Kavanaugh, 
a Donald Trump pick. This isn't the case of a monolithic court, said Josh Blackman, a law professor at South Texas College. Um, even with six to three courts, this uh, this time, Justice Sotomayor and Justice Thomas were in dissent roughly an equal number of times. Backman said, that, said of the court's most senior liberal and its most senior conservative associate justice. The lineup perhaps was the most pronounced uh, in the court's voting cases. Let me see. Um, affirmative, uh, affirmative action. Just to, to talk more about affirmative action and we find that one. Um, I want to put that article up. Who benefits the most? Y'all, so I'm a little, I'm a little, my article's a little off just to say, just a second. Okay. So now this is an interesting thing. It says Supreme Court decision on education could offer Democrats an opening. The decision this week, okay, they keep talking about student loan debt. It could, they meant for that to be, uh, for student loan debt, that was it. They're gonna run on that. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find a better article. A question for Asian Americans celebrating affirmative actions in what have we won? Okay, uh, this is from MSN.com. It says a few minutes after the Supreme Court struck down affirmative action, the email from the 80 to 20 initiative, a Chinese political action group landed in my inbox with the subject victory. I racked my brain, but I couldn't think of anything about Thursday's decision that was a victory for Asian Americans. Uh, where have we won? And uh, well, a lot of Asian Americans didn't like the, they said it shouldn't have been race-based. Uh, they also felt that they were saying they get, they're giving them a handout because of their race and stuff like that. And that, you know, a lot of them were saying black people should feel that way. Listen, what I found in other groups, minority groups that come to this country, not all of them, but a lot of them, even black as part of the diaspora, sometimes people don't have a full understanding of what they, they tend to come here with uh, white supremacist ideas, white supremacist thought, uh, and not just white supremacist thought, but Western world thought, okay, about black people in America. Uh, the general consensus is black people in America are lazy, uh, 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 don't uh, um, don't want to work for anything. They want handouts. This is the 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 ideas that have been spread throughout the world from America about black Americans. When black Americans are the farthest thing from lazy, because we work for our ancestors worked for two hundred some odd years for free. <laughs> now, who was the lazy one? Okay. Now, but but there the 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 whole thing is most people when if you were here and you were a part of another ethnic group before in the nineteen forties, fifties, thirties, you probably participated in segregation and racism and and lived with it and responded to it. it. I remember when I was taking my class. Uh, a, um, uh, my AS American Sign Language class, and I remember they were talking about the history of sign language, right, in the country. Now, this is this is the handicapped people. So you know they were even prejudiced, deaf schools and stuff like that against Black Americans. Strong history of racism. Okay, so other my other minority groups not all participated in the hatred. 
of black Americans. So to me, sometimes often people who come into this country sometimes come in with a lack of understanding about the history of America and what happened to black people and why something like affirmative action is needed for only that particular group. I don't believe affirmative action is needed for other groups. Uh, Black America is the issue. Black America, not that people, other black people in America who come to America don't usually have some issues with race because of of black, what's happened to black Americans, but sometimes if they hear you, I got an accent or they hear you a different background, a lot of times they don't see as much immigration. Into, I mean, uh, they don't see as much uh, racial uh, racism. I mean, I, I was just seeing this um, thing the other day about an African in the 1960s talking about how he hadn't experienced much racism because of his, once they hear his accent, they realize that, oh, he's not, you know, black American. The race, the targeted group of people in America were black Americans. And with the civil rights movement starting to expand and adding so many people to um, to white women, uh, adding everybody, Asians, uh, Indians, and Native Americans, adding our, black people got lost in the fray. It helped to benefit some people, especially the baby boomer generation. But after that, affirmative action did not work so as well much for Black Americans because Black Americans got lost in it because affirmative they had so many other groups attached to affirmative action, which should have been to me a guide. It was an answer to Black people being tossed out of slavery, having nowhere to go. Nothing, no money, no property, no anything, and having to fend for themselves. America never made good on its promise of 40 acres and a mule. It never did anything. Black Americans were literally uh, not giving any help, unlike other groups when they come. So I think a lot of times when you have group Asian groups and stuff like that, they come over to they. That's because they they only understand the history of America from a Western world uh, storytelling, okay? And they don't know what's, they don't take time when they get over here to understand who black people are or if they lived in the country during uh, uh, segregation and Jim Crow and stuff, a lot of times you'll have people who participated in it or sit idly by why it happens, okay? Uh, one of the things, too, about affirmative action, why I'm glad it's over, because white women benefit most from affirmative action. So why do they oppose it? This is an article in USA Today. It says people also often associate affirmative action with efforts to end discrimination for people of color. But scholars say the greatest beneficiaries of affirmative action and policies are white women from college campuses to the American workplace, okay? And ain't uh, why this Asian guy was saying uh, I, it was, I heard the, the Asian guy who was uh, who went after affirmative action. He was saying, you know, it's, it's shameful to be saying you got into a school because of your race. Listen, white women will oppose affirmative action, but you will never hear them say it was shameful. They got in because they race, because a lot of them got. I mean, because of their gender, because a lot of them did. Okay, uh, including a lot of the white women on Fox. White women today are more educated and make up a bigger slice of the workforce as a result of decades of affirmative action policy, scholars says. Now, listen to this. The very women who participated in 
not all white women, but most white women who participated in, in, in discrimination, segregation, Jim Crow laws, slavery with their spouses or with their family benefited off of the same thing that was that was inspired and meant for the slaves, uh, the former uh, uh, the, uh, daughters and sons of former slaves in the United States. What kind of sense did that make? It was affirmative action when they added other groups to it was always a trick bag. It was never meant for us. It was meant to bury us says uh, white women have also made inroads into corporate leadership. The people of color and women of color have not. The Supreme Court on Thursday struck down affirmative action admissions policies used by Harvard College and the University of North Carolina to build diversity on their campuses. Legal observers say the decision will have huge consequences for higher education and could have a significant ripple effect for corporate diversity programs. Um, affirmative action refers to efforts to curb discrimination in education, employment, and government contractors. Affirmative action was first used in 1935 in the Wagner Act, the federal law that gave workers the right to start and join unions. John F. Kennedy was the first president to use the term to mean advancing racial equality. The term originally meant to convey that government should act affirmatively to end race and gender discrimination, but critics have equated affirmative action with racial quotas and prefaces that they say gave unfair advantages to people of color and discriminate against white people. Well, listen, because you white people were comp- Asians and stuff in America, sometimes didn't have as much money, sometimes as uh, whites in their households. It, it's so much to that. To me, it was a mistake to put other groups onto affirmative action affirmative action and kind of some of the if you i read a little bit not all of it not i not enough to understand it but reading some of the judges i mean the supreme court judges dissent was the basis of race they were hung up on the basis of race but they didn't they didn't seem uh uh it did leave a door open that someone could argue lineage that lineage could possibly, because the American government owes something to black American, black Americans. It never was supposed to be because there was a certain lineage and certain group of people who were racially discriminated against, who were enslaved in this country, who, who dealt with Jim Crow laws and everything like that, it was a certain group, and that was uh, African Americans. Just like the Native Americans have certain things geared specifically for them, they haven't struck down any of that, and that's because of what essentially happened when, uh, when uh, uh, to Native Americans uh, when, uh, they, when they came on the, when white men came on the land, stuff like that. And they, so, but here's the interesting thing, even with Native Americans, Native Americans participated in slavery, okay? So uh, slavery was a government institutionalized thing. And so for anybody to say that blacks, and I think I heard something like that, said this, this, anybody to say that black people does not deserve uh, where every inst- most institutions discrim- in, in America discriminated against black people, uh, called black people three-fifths humans, um, put black people in hideous conditions, all kinds of things. For anybody to think that black people don't deserve 
allayed up in America, black Americans, black traditional Americans, you're crazy, okay? But it says uh, discussions about affirmative action tend to focus on race, but statistics show it also has been the equalizer for white women in education and in the workplace. A Labor Department report in 1995 found that since the 1960s, affirmative action had helped 5 million members of minority groups and 6 million women move up the workplace. Now, 5 million members of minority groups, that could be anybody. That's just like even with college uh, acceptances. That's why you got people now asking for a breakdown about when you got Harvard saying, hey, we're, we're letting more black students in. What does that mean? Who are the black students? Is it black American to get students? Because they'll meet their quota. But what? And this was happening in the 70s and the 80s, too. But they'll be taking in, like, an immigrant class because they feel like immigrant class. Most of the times we're immigrants, not all the time. But a lot of times, sometimes immigrants come over, the immigrants that are brought over into American culture sometimes are more educated or come from a more wealthier family, not all the time, but sometimes. And it and, and, and they're a, a, bet, a different type of student, an easier student for uh, than the black American uh, child who has had all these disadvantages and things against them in this country. They'd rather deal with that student than a black American kid coming from urban centers in the United States or what's considered ghettos and stuff like that in the United States, right? They'd rather you deal with the Nigerian uh, doctor's kid who's integrated over here, you know, or that Haitian's uh, uh, uh uh, politicians, kids, you, I'm just, you know, that's, that's, that's fact. So you have to start, they did the, it really was, the mistake was not letting it be lineage based. And I think Adolf, uh, Vic Cornell and Tone uh, does such a great job. I can't say it enough of explaining this more than anybody. I really, and the truth is, I'm going to tell you something. I love ADOS. I would actually join ADOS, but I am, listen, I like other people too. I'm not a person. I mean, one thing, I, the thing I, I know, and I could be wrong <laughs> about ADOS, but one of the things I gather about ADOS that I, I, I have not, that I've been turned off about and as, but not considered, considered not joining is because, you know, they're, they're, I really tend to bicker, with, and I understand the bickering because you want to protect because this is a serious um, – I understand the arguments because this is a serious um, – how can I explain it? A serious uh, subject and a serious thing for black, that a black America is facing. They tend to have these bickering uh, uh, – arguing your point. And having beefs are very different. Like sometimes I feel like it's a very beef center. Like if you like Tyreek Nasheed, you can't be Adolf. Or if you like, uh, you know, if you like uh, 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 Boy Swanson, you can't be Adolf. It's just things like that I don't like. And I'm, you know, I like. I think all people have something to bring to the table. And but I do actually believe that they have been the most consistent and uh, had the most. Uh, powerful impact to me on reparations and that you do see a lot of groups rising up now who don't know what they're talking about trying to take over the reparations conversation and I actually feel that the best argument the people who put up the best arguments for reparations and 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 lineage based things is that in tone they have their research so down and uh, even better than these democratic people shields like Roland Martin and that's why they, they tend to put them to the outside because the, 
listen, people like Antonio uh, Moore and and Vet and even Tyreek and different people like that, they'll put and and uh, uh, Jason Black and I, they'll put people like Roland Martin them out of business because they they are finding new ways of understanding what has happened to black people in America. And they also and they, and they have strong grassroots movements towards a serious discussion on reparations, not one that just satisfies the Democrats for symbolism and stuff like that and keeps these people having jobs. But they seriously have stats to back it, conversations to back it. And that scares a lot of the traditional people who have been in these places for so long. Uh, you know, who have access to the White House, who have access to, uh, uh, you know, uh, the Obamas and stuff like that. People want to keep their access. They they, they don't want to talk. They don't want to look at things that shake up the narrative that they've been selling for black people to vote Democrat. And they don't, and these people, a lot of them, a lot of the Democratic shields sometimes are failing to see what is going on in the black community. They keep giving excuse after excuse for why black people are still the lowest on the total pole all across the United States. It's ridiculous. And it's sad. And so they tend to try to bury people like Yvette Cornell and Cone and other people that have talked up against people. Even Tyreek. They try to. Tyreek loud though. He get out here. But they try to, you know, do that. And I just think it's such a, a terrible thing. And sometimes everybody can be beefing and stuff like that, but it is really um, uh, interesting. And, I, I'm, and I'm seeing more and more black people starting to understand that that affirmative action, it was never that much of a benefit to us. These Democrats, these black Democrats are going to try to argue it all day long that it was. They're going to try to be saying, oh, well, it's going to go back to Jim Crow and all this stuff and everything like that. no. It was mostly benefiting black people. We we didn't have a measuring stick for how it it, it it specifically helped black Americans since the baby boomer generation. Not black people in a whole, because remember, black people here are from different parts of di- the diaspora. And what you can do is you can go into Harvard under that legacy, under under um, uh, civil uh, civil rights. And um, under affirmative action, and you look like us. You're fulfilling Black Americans' quotas, but you're not Black American. You might be first generation uh, Jamaican or first generation Haitian. That is not a measuring stick of how Black America is doing. Who the laws were were uh, written for, uh, for and inspired by, and they did a very deceptive thing by adding other groups onto uh, a thing that should that was inspired by Black America. It, to me, I am glad that, in some senses, affirmative action has ended because maybe now we can get something better to measure, to see how Black America, traditional Black America is doing more of a lineage-based thing and not something based on the color of your skin because, it, you know, uh, otherwise, we, we, we get all kind of people grifting off that kind of system, okay? So just my personal opinion, all right? Now, the other thing that the Supreme Court people was upset about, and this is a very controversial one to me, um, was, uh, let me put this up here. 
Uh, so I got it. Okay. Another argument I think was oh goodness, where we at? Okay. What Supreme Court says First Amendment entitles web designer to review same-sex wedding work, okay? This is from NPR. It says, in a major decision affecting LGBTQ rights, the U.S. Supreme Court on Friday carved out a significant exception to public accommodation laws, laws that in most most states bar discrimination based on sexual orientation. Sexual orientation was also added to the civil rights movement. And I might, I'm probably going to ready to say some things that could be deemed as controversial, but I will say it and I'll talk about it in a minute. By a six to three vote, the court sided with Lori Smith, a Colorado web designer who is opposed to same-sex marriage. She challenged the state's public accommodation laws, claiming that by requiring her to serve everyone equally, the state was unconstitutionally enlisting in her her in creating the message she she opposes. On Friday, the Supreme Court agreed with her, writing for the conservative majority, Justice Neil Gorsuch drew a distinction between discrimination based on a person's status, her gender, race, and other classifications, and, then, and discrimination based on her message. If there is any fixed star in our constitutional constellation, he said, it's that the government may not interfere with an uninhibited marketplace of ideas. When a state law, when the state laws collide with constitution, he added, the constitution must be prevail, must prevail. The decision was limited because of much of what might have been contested about the fact of the case was stipulated, namely that Smith intends to work with couples to produce customized stories for their websites using her words and original artwork. Given those facts, Brooks says Smith qualifies for constitutional protection. He acknowledged that Friday's decision may may result in misguided, even even hurtful messages. But he said the nation's answer is tolerance, not coercion. The First Amendment envisions that the United States has a rich and complex place where all persons are free to think and speak as they wish, not as the government demands. Liberal dissent. In blistering dissent, Justice Sonia Sotomayor said that Roy Smith's objections amounts to discrimination against the status of same-sex couples. Discrimination because of who they are. Speaking for the courts, three liberal justices, she said, time and again, businesses and other commercial entities have claimed a constitutional right to discriminate, and time and again, this court has courageously stood to those claims. Until today, today this court streaks. The lesson of the history of public accommodation laws is that in a free and democratic society, there can be no, no social caste. Huh, no, <laughs> Okay, so the promise of freedom is empty. One of uh, one, if the government is powerless to assure that the dollar in the hands of one person will purchase the same thing as a dollar in the hands of another. Um, that's what today's decision means for the future is unclear. Let me just say this, okay? It's very hard when we're dealing with sexuality and religion because there are clear laws between there is a separation of church and state, okay? And a lot of times, and no offense to, I know I got gay listeners, I love y'all, I love everybody, okay? But a lot of times people will come up in churches and stuff trying to force, uh, you know, trying to catch a church or catch people, will you marry me? And pastors will not believe because in the Bible they don't believe in homosexuality. They believe that the Bible is against homosexuality. Not only them, but you also have, uh, which say people always use Christian, Christianity, Christianity is the, the foul guy, but you have Muslims, 
places of worship, the mosque and stuff like that. Nobody ever walks up in the mosque, okay? But they tend to walk, not that I've heard of, but they, but the mosque and all these people have individual beliefs where uh, some of them do not want to marry same-sex marriages, and they'll bring up discrimination lawsuits, okay? Now, it's so hard because what's happened is sexual orientation has gotten put in with race. My personal opinion is race and sexual orientation are totally different things because people can see I'm black, okay? It's hard to see somebody gay or not, you know what I'm saying? And so to me, it's very different. I'm not saying people should be able to discriminate against gay people. My personal opinion is, shoot, take all that business, you know what I'm saying? But also, if somebody is strongly opposed uh, to gay marriage, and most of her, the Supreme Court is saying, hey, what she does is she creates messages on her website, and she creates stuff for same-sex couple, uh, for I mean, for for wedding couples. But her her spiritual background does not allow her to give a message for you. She doesn't have one. It's personal. It's, she has the right to say what she wants. She has the right to feel what she wants to feel. In some ways, like. That's tough, but I get it. Um, saying that it, they can't in, infringe on her free speech. It's very dangerous. They're walking a very tight rope here, a big tight rope in my case, because in my opinion, because you can, somebody can say, well, I can't write for a black couple because I just don't believe in black couple. But if you believe in the idea of men, there isn't a, a – it's hard to do that because race, if you have a man and woman there, you can still write a message because you do believe in writing the messages of, saying, of, of heterosexual relationships. You just don't believe in homosexuality because – it's against your religion, okay? But you can't say the same thing of race. Race is supposed to be embracing of all, um, I mean, spirituality is supposed to be embracing of all races and all people. There's not a, a spiritual thing. I mean, there's some, but that I don't know that I know of that doesn't embrace race. This is hard. This is a very tough decision. I understand both sides. I understand the Supreme Court's argument that you cannot infringe, you cannot force someone to agree with your sexuality or you can't afford somebody. But I also see because because race and, and sexual orientation, there's not been very strong distinct, distinctions between it. It's hard to pull this one off. It's so hard. But then yet you have separation of church and state. The church, the state is not to interfere in the church's business or people's religion and stuff like that. Oh, God, tough. Tough decision, very tough one. And, um, man, I want to read more of what their dissenting uh, arguments are. But I see both sides. But I more so see the conservative judges' side is that they came off with. I understand Sotomayor, too. I think it's very close. But I also understand that the state cannot infringe on the right of the, the, the church. You know what I'm saying? I, I So, hey, it's, ooh, it's tough. Yeah. Because sexuality, let 
they made that tough because they legalized gay marriage in some in some ways. And just listen to what I'm saying there. My gay listeners don't be upset about this, but they made it tough to make that decision because they legalized uh, gay marriage. In my opinion, that's a tough decision to make. Um, it's hard because people, race is different, in my opinion. Uh, race is not a controversy. It should not be, even though there are some people like the Klan and stuff like that who have racial things and they, they call it religion or whatever. But it's hard to sell that off in religion, in, in religion when you... The problem with sexual orientation is most religions in the world have problems with same-sex marriages, and they just don't all admit it anymore. Because now we have churches who marry same-sex people, who let people, same-sex people worship there, stuff like that. But at the core of most churches, most spiritual places throughout the world, most major religions may have a problem with sexual same-sex Right, sexual orientation, and it's people who strongly hold to those beliefs. Ah, oh, sex, sexuality is so, uh, it's so hard. This is a tough one, and I see both sides. But I'm mostly leaning towards the judge's side. And why I say that is because. Who will want, here's my thing, <laughs> I wouldn't want nobody, it's just like black people, I don't want nobody who don't want me to do their business with me anyway, I don't want you, I don't want to give you my business, so it's the same thing I feel like with same sex, why would you want her to take her business, why would you want to say to you she don't believe in same sex marriage, I understand you're trying to prove a discrimination law, but it just, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I feel like that might have been one of the failings of Black America is forcing integration. I mean, because when we forced integration, it hurt us. It hurt our businesses that Black people had built in America. Uh, most Black people started shopping with, with what's convenient to them. They start going to white stores because they had never been before and stuff like that. So one could argue that forcing whites to accept in some ways, um, uh, you see, here's how I always look at it. Let me see how much time I got. I mean, I got some other stuff to talk about. But I look at the boycott. Um, you know, at first they were sold for a forced segregation, okay? And remember King and, uh, and the uh, Southern Southern Christian Leadership Conference when they came up with the idea of, of of boycotting the buses and stuff like that. Well, that was because black a lot of black people patronized the bus. They were going to ride on the bus and everything like that. And that shutting down the bus system was a economic um, coup to white America. It it showed like woo how powerful the black American dollar is. To me, my personal opinion is they needed to they needed badly to integrate black money into white society. Not that black money black money was already being given in white society because that, that sometimes black people needed to uh, uh, work on a certain 
scale or something, you know, you had to get certain things from white people. But for the most part, black people um, have built their own businesses. The only thing was that we were at the whims of 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 of, of the violence in America that could be against black people when they see that's what people don't understand about you you talk to that Asian young man who went up with affirmative action, I bet he knows nothing about uh 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 stuff like Rosewood or 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 Black Wall Street, the Tulsa Massacre, and how black people did build economic institutions and build things only to be uh, when some only to be bombed, killed, everything, and their and their economic institutions destroyed. Okay, or um, so. I, so it's two ways I'm 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 hoping people can un- so that that tells you a lot about that Black America it was very different but also integration fighting that boycott that bus boycott showed them how powerful that Black economic dollar was and that killed segregation. And, yeah, the South hated it and probably fought for it, fought against it for a little bit until they saw all that money rolling, okay? Um, and black businesses shut down literally overnight, you know, black hotels, black, uh, black leagues, uh, baseball leagues, all kinds of things. I don't know if 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 the forcing of, of of white people to serve us or to do yes forcing uh, forcing white people towards equality made sense. I'm not still sure how I felt about integration. In the long run, did not seem to benefit anybody except for uh, white people in America. It literally shut us down. And it made us more dependent on the systems of the white women. So it's just, yeah. So for homosexuality, I would say, why? You're trying to force a thing that black people, you should already see black people do. I don't know. It's a very, I don't know. It's a it's a tough case to look at. And it's one that I, I have mixed feelings about, but I definitely can understand the spiritual aspect and the religious aspect of it, okay? So very interesting. I wanted to get that out the way, way that we talked about the Supreme Court decisions and very interesting decisions. I know it made a lot of people mad out here, but I'm happy that affirmative action in its old uh, context is gone because maybe it gives us a chance to focus on lineage-based things that will help benefit the people who affirmative action was inspired by, Okay. We haven't been able to benefit off of it uh, as much as, you know, white women and other people, okay? Um, now, let me see what else I want to talk to you about here. We're talking about the essence fest. Okay, Kiki Palmer, child, okay? I know y'all going to get hot on me about Kiki Palmer, okay? But listen, Kiki Palmer asked Kamala Harris for the secret to her gorgeous hair in the shot by the way. Lord have mercy. 
Let me talk about Kiki real quick because I like Kiki Palmer. I'm a I'm a I'm a Kiki Palmer fan. However, I did peak game last year at Essence. You always can tell when they're trying to roll somebody into mainstream. Okay, Kiki, they started trying to do it with her years ago. Okay, coming off of Disney, remember Kiki was coming on Oprah a lot, trying to saddle Oprah, and she had a talk show. It didn't work so well. Then she had another talk show, I think, and then she had. One with Michael Strahan didn't work so well. They should have just paired her and Michael Strahan together. They meet the other girl there, the other white lady there. But it just, it, 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 <laughs> it never has worked. But we're in a time right now, my personal opinion, we are in a time where TV programming is, I mean, it's always been programming, but it used to be that ratings would get your ass out of there, Okay. Now we're in a time where they hide a lot of the ratings. It's true. The TV hides a lot of ratings. They hide a lot of things because they don't want you to know how certain shows are doing, brandings are doing, because they are keeping some of these shows on that are that people probably are not watching that much. But to me, we have gone past the age of ratings. We are now in the age of message and programming. So to me, they're trying to program the public no matter they try to take so that's why you have like YouTube to me is a community of it's a great a talented it's so many uh talented podcasters. This kinds of podcasters on blog talk radio, it's talented co- uh podcasters all over that you've never ever heard of. The reason the industry doesn't come after to me as much talent anymore is because they, they want to control narrative now. I'm not saying Kiki's not talented, but I'm saying that her narrative can be controlled because she does stuff like this. Last year I saw her interview. She came as she interviewed Kamala Harris at Essence Fest. I said, Kiki Palmer is ill-equipped to, uh, to, to be talking to Kamala Harris at Essence Fest when, you know, you just have Rose versus Wade. Down. I mean, it just never, it didn't make sense. And Kamala, it was easy, an uh, easy interview because Kiki is uh, an entertainer, right? But I also peeped game because she was everywhere. And I said, they're going to try to roll her out. She has a child. And after she had this kid, she, I mean, she looks damn good. She's a girl of beautiful, gorgeous, right? She's been looking gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. But it's also a rollout. Um, and I feel that they're rolling her out again for a talk show again. That's my personal opinion. One where they can control the narrative. One especially for the young, young girls. But I want to explain to you young girls who do listen to my show, stay wise, stay smart. Be, be very, don't be so pulled in by the fundamentals of Kiki. Because that Kiki Palmer is a message in and of herself. If you, if you look at her right now, there's something they're trying to send you. Um, I just say watch closely, okay? But uh, it says uh, Vice President Harris appeared on Palmer's podcast, Baby, This is Kiki Palmer, okay? Uh, that's why I say it again when you try to have a rollout. Video, Vice President Kamala Harris, Silk Press Technique has a screaming queen, a uh, screaming queen. Now, Silk Press, these are words to try to get black women on board that Kamala Harris is a black woman. Kamala Harris 
it's probably a third or fourth. I wish they run a good DNA on her because her father looks like he was a biracial man. I heard he was, or he had some mixture in his family, and so did. Uh, um, um, and she's and she and it's still press is also a trigger word for black women. You know, I mean, it's just to get us to vote and to not see her look at her look at her as a black woman, but to, to make her relatable to black women uh, in neighborhoods everywhere. And his, Kamala Harris had a it's just like same thing with I say black people in upper class in America too. You always got to see what they believe. You can't just buy off these selling ideas about honey, your silk press is nice and how you get that silk press and how you get this to try to relate to you. What you gotta understand is what was Kamala Harris raising? She was raised by her her mother who was I think Brahm Indian, who comes from a caste system. Okay? You know what caste systems are? You gotta see what her structural beliefs are. Okay. Kamala Harris is always I, I always trying to sell some uh 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 uh, what is it, show some chicken grease show. I mean, like, she always trying to show, prove that she's damn, and she's never, she never has substance. And here's Kiki Palmer up here interviewing her, who doesn't have, with, with generalities, nothing deep. Okay? So, here it is. In the most recent episode of Baby, this is Kiki Palmer, actor, host, and wearer of many hats, and she's been trending also the uh, last couple of days. Personally, I believe that's on purpose. Uh, Kiki Palmer, 29, found a new filming location in the White House. There she discussed all things maternal health because she just had a baby. See, I tell you, she's a message in of herself, and she's a single mother. Yes, she got a man there, but she's single, honey. Okay? There's a message. There's messages they sending you guys out. Always be aware of them. Listen, if you're aware of the messaging, you'll get, you, you will survive. You'll be able to create your own stance about things, and you won't let certain people influence you with the with the stuff they sell. Okay. After an in-depth conversation about the state of American women's health, Palmer asked Harris a round of lighter questions, including one inquiry about the vice president's hair and the side chart. Question number one: Palmer began, "How many times a month do you get a silk press?" Now, Kamala Harris, child. <laughs> This is crazy. Something that y'all hear, okay? This is these are these are these they getting ready for the election and they trying to hoodwink you again by making you think I listen to Tupac and I didn't mean that and and not giving you no real politics. She ain't asking her no real questions. My career I spent focused on there. I get quite upset, yeah, about the hypocrisy. That we can take to say, hey, I I made. So she just went through people to make and have choices about what happens to them. I love that. Okay, okay, no leave. That's shame. Okay. Well, we know you like to work out. Uh-huh. That's when you did the we did a job. <laughs> so I've got to ask you, what is on your playlist? What are you listening to when you work out? Bringing my bootleg tape (laughs) too short to Howard University so that all my friends from like Chicago and Philly I turn them on to too short. Too short, do not show up on the matter if you do it. Okay, we don't show you that. Last one. I saw him every he was here at the White House. He is everything. Last one, because you know we love getting into your fashion. Okay, you always get a nice suit, but you also casual too. Uh-huh. Sometimes we yeah. like the Converse. Will we ever get a bad CP Converse line? Oh, for that person. 
Don't tell me you're cooking all the time. We will. Okay, we already heard the two part. Let me get y'all the other part. And the next thing that happens to your body, you don't have a choice over. It is attorney general. So she just, you know, we must be super proud of these. Well, no, it's not. It takes a while. Always play a little game. Okay. So I want to play this game with you. It's called okay. questions that need to be answered, and it's in the ether of the key. Okay. They want to know what. They want to know these questions from you, Madam VP. And if you okay. don't like them, you can pass. Okay. We'll edit it out. No kidding. <laughs> okay. So, okay. are you ready? I think so. Okay. Question number one: How many times a month do you get a silk press? So you know, I don't use a curling iron. It's too much heat. I use a round brush. Now, what kind of magical round brush? I mean, your well, hair must be super fine. Well, well, no, it's not. It, it takes a while. A boar bristle or, you know, and, but it takes a lot of heat, but it's just too much heat to do that and do. Girl, you have a sugar uh, in it. You're like, how she have a sex? You and Queen Latifah are going neck and neck with this little press, honey. You're giving it to us. Okay, so the round brush, girl, we've got to get into that. Okay? Okay, next one. Now, don't be shy with it. Okay. How often do you Uber Eats dinner to the White House? Okay. If y'all hear what's going on, I hope y'all heard the too short. Last, last time it was too hot. Now it's too short. <laughs> Kamala Harris, I don't fucking believe you. Do you even know what too short? Do you know what Too Short used to rap? Do you know what Too Short used to rap about? I won't say. I won't. I can't wait till the conservatives get a hold to the Too Short conversation. No, I love to, Too Short. I'm, I'm good. I can say. And too, I don't give care that Too Short was at the White House. Too Short don't be fought in by the bullshit. Okay. Too Short. So what? He's like, that's that's how they rope you in, try to get the hood stars to sell you off. Too short. I I can't wait till the conservatives get a hold of a too short tape. The old ones that she said she was sneaking to her friend. Kamala, was it Freaky Tales and stuff like that? Okay, they're going to be calling you a misogynistic, over-sexualized. No, 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 no. Since she said you were sneaking in too short, you, I would have said, well, what's your favorite too short song? <laughs> Oh, I mean, just, just they are rolling out. They black people, they think we are so dumb. And to ask Kamala Harris, who is literally Kiki Palmer, you this is why they get they have you interviewing her. They give you some easy questions that look like they're serious questions about healthcare and all this stuff, and then they let you ask on the round table. Oh, okay, we asked you for this. Uh, do you get a silk press? You know that woman don't get no silk press. She's literally almost white. What are you talking about, Silk Press? I mean, just the dumbest shit. I, that's why I'm, I'm just, I'm, this is all distracting, black people. We ain't got time to be asking about Silk Presses right now, where black people are literally uh, in inflation drowning right now. Can't afford housing, can't afford gas is going up, all this stuff. I, man, you, we, the, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell y'all. Please, I know what they're getting ready to do. I when you ever, whenever you start seeing them getting ready to roll out somebody, 
second guess them, even if you like them, even if you like them, second guess them, okay? And their narratives in which they are selling. Um, also, Kim Kardashian, I'll tell you this week, broke down on, over her divorce and admitted she'd do anything to get the old Kanye West back. She done realized that being a mama of four, a single mama of four, and easy in these streets, even we got money. Okay. Kim, you seeing that one, him being over there calm with that woman he got over there, that new girl. Okay. And like I said, she's a, she's either an extreme good, extremely great handler. They done brought down for Kanye, extremely good hypnotist or therapist. Okay. To be handling that Gemini. Okay. And keeping him as quiet as she can. That coochie cat must be great medicine, okay? Don't be delusional. You don't want the old Kanye back, okay? Here's what you do, Kim. You send that woman a thank you card with a bouquet of flowers, okay? Because remember how he was acting when you when I was in the world. Remember how he was acting during the marriage? I'm just saying, send her a big old bouquet of flowers and tell her, hey, I, y'all got the kids this weekend? Send them the kids too, okay? You'll feel better in the long run. Listen, Kim. You didn't have the you didn't you weren't equipped to deal with Kanye, okay? You just was not equipped, okay? But this chick looked like she got the good. It's hard to deal with them Gemini's, okay? The Gemini's are different out in these streets, okay? You it's hard. <laughs> I like what I just Gemini's are different. <laughs> they special. <laughs> Kanye was he he was all up. I mean, they so communicative. They communicate. Even the ones that don't communicate, communicate. I mean, they be doing some wild shit. They be, I mean, you like, it's like Kanye was communicating with Kim uh, and when my wife was going to do this, he was telling all her business and he was, I mean, when he was mad at her. And I'm so glad she did the board, Nora, that she did. <laughs> oh, when, he, when they mad, they mad. When they, uh, <laughs> I love they use anything to communicate. Remember when Kanye was calling out Kim and them on the internet? He was all she was typing all day. Kanye was typing all day. Oh Lord, they different. They 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 different. He been chill with all that Kim. He ain't been sending no I love you. No, I miss Kim. He's out here treating me. Kim and 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 Chris is the devil. And he ain't even said none of that. Okay, he been chill. Okay, the woman got him sedated. <laughs> Okay, that's a special skill over there. That's a that girl all the right books. So she probably now I don't know how long it's gonna last. We gonna see how long it lasts. If it lasts past a year, if she still got that Gemini uh, uh, calm and he ain't had no rants or nothing, child girl, you need to bottle up whatever you got to us that's married to uh, uh, Kanye and sell it to be sell it out here that how for these these people who got Gemini's in these streets. Okay. Lord, how much? And he ain't got no, he ain't putting no post out that was crazy. He ain't saying, my kids, she ain't let me see my kids. You know, they love, the they, 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 they love any forms of communication they can use. Okay, so I am, <laughs> Kim, be glad. Okay, 
You are you don't cry. You you know why you crying? Because you got these four kids and life has changed. Before you married Kanye, you 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 didn't have no kids. You was out there. You was you was kind of you was married, but then in between you be dotting and bopping. Then you married Kanye, and you had all these babies in succession. Then you came back out to these single streets, and maybe it wasn't the status wasn't up as much as it was before. You know what I'm saying? The picking. I'm not saying you can't get nobody, but the pickings were different, okay? Because you a mother of four now, and you got a crazy baby daddy, ex-husband, okay? Not crazy, but he can get crazy because he got Jim Trace, right? He's <laughs> Pete Davidson, Pete. Pete, see how he did with Pete? <laughs> okay? So, 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 listen, I mean, you came out to... A lot of stuff you wasn't expecting. You was like, whoa, the world has changed since you was in that marriage. And you crying and you upset because you seeing a calm, sedated husband that you wish you would have had. But, girl, you, listen, you just didn't have, it wasn't meant to be. Okay? You're like, damn, how she getting calm like that? Damn, how she this and that? Girl, Kim, listen. If he got back with you, he would not be calm. He would be he'd be acting at you know, because you don't got that much. You probably ain't got the patience, the skill set, maybe not even the cootie cat, okay, to sedate him like that. And I don't know how long the sedation going to last. I'm counting down. She go a year with this man sedated and not getting on the Internet and not ranting and stuff like that. Child, I'm going to think she is uh, uh, something. I, I'm going to think she's a handler. You know, one of them things that give celebrities, they say, y'all, you know, y'all say y'all, they say all celebrities got handlers. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like people who keep them in check. I almost think that's what she is with a little bit of therapy and coochie medication. Okay? I'm just telling you, Kim, don't, you, don't mess with that. Don't, don't try to get it back. Okay? I'm just saying, don't try to get it back. Okay? You'll be crying again. You'll be like, oh, no. <laughs> All right, so don't do it, girl. Don't do it, all right? All right, so Naomi Campbell, congratulations to her. She had a baby, 53, a second one. I don't know if she literally, did she get birth? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's never clear, but she said it's never too late to be a mother. That's beautiful. Congratulations to Naomi Campbell. She said she had the first one at 50, not too long ago or something like that. So really, isn't that great? She's, you know, becoming a mommy, okay? All right, so Jonathan Majors accused of strangling exes, emotional torture, and bombshell exposé. Baby, Megan, good, honey, you better run. Run. Okay, now, listen, let me just say this, okay? I don't, uh, Jonathan Majors is guilty, I mean, is innocent until proven guilty, okay? Okay? But child, they, they've been saying that it's people they've been knowing for years. Rolling Stones is doing a whole expose, okay? With allegedly several women, okay? Say nine of the insiders claim that Lovecraft Country alum subject one unnamed girlfriend to really extreme abuse physically and mentally, even alleging that he strangled her. Another former partner called her relationship with Major 33 emotional torture, with sources citing examples of 
diet control and wild punching. Ooh, no, because when they punch a wild, they ain't that far off from him. I'm just telling you what I mean. My experience in dealing with him and watching him in relationship with several women is a really upsetting one individual led as an outside observer. It made me uncomfortable. Major's legal team has denied the contents of the report, but has yet to respond to page six request for comment. Let me say, the rumors are that he could, you know, that this might be the end of the road, like in terms of the Marvel flicks and stuff like that. I believe everybody deserves a second chance, but I think you need to get some help and you need to admit to yourself if you got, uh, uh, if you, you, you need anger management and you abusive and you messed up out in the streets, okay? Let me just say this, okay? Hollywood ain't shit, okay? Because Hollywood, most of the time, you find out they've heard these rumors, they know about them, that these people, this is just my perception of Hollywood, yet a lot of these directors, producers, uh, even the music industry and stuff, will take these people on knowing full damn well what they are, okay? Will siphle their energy as artists. And when they've done cycling that energy, they will destroy the host. Okay, that's the kind of in, that's the kind of business that is. Okay, I, I, and I'm not against it. I'm people. I'm for. I mean, I'm against that particular behavior, but I'm not against the entertainment industry for as people getting into into the into the entertainment industry with that kind of thing going on. Because what you got to learn to be is be smart. You got to learn to take care of yourself if you're a performer or you're an artist. And taking care of yourself ain't just singing and dancing and acting and shit like that. It is making sure that your spiritual mind is intact. Your uh, And that don't mean you're perfect. Everybody got ish, okay? It just means that you are doing your best out there, okay? Uh, the reason why they like a lot of these types of people because they can blackmail them, they can, uh, they, uh, yeah, you do this. They probably blackmail these people, all kind of stuff. Not all entertainers, but a lot of y'all probably out there good. If they ain't got nothing on you. Remember, remember when Jackie Jasper was on this show years ago? That's one of my favorite diary of, it was a diary of uh, Hollywood Street King. And he told me, he said, this is how Hollywood works. I remember, I'll never forget this. And me and Jackie had a conversation one time on the phone about it. He says, Hollywood works like this. He said, let's say we y'all all in the room and everybody's doing drugs. Everybody's smoking weed or doing some crack or whatever, and you not. He said, they don't, they be wondering what's wrong with you. They don't trust you. Why? Because they ain't got nothing on you. <laughs> because it's a lot of crooks and handlers and things out there, Okay. Some good people, so it's a lot of good people, but it's a lot of crooks out there too. And those type of and those type of so flashy businesses tend to bring in a lot of shady types. And they don't mind you being a drug head, an alcoholic, an abuser, a pedophile, a rapist, none of that. And they'll bring they'll provide to you the material and shit you need to destroy yourself. And then in the end. Even if you ain't a rapist, let's say you a womanizer, they'll make it, they'll bring in 10 chicks that will say, uh, I didn't take that, he made me take Molly. <laughs> because you couldn't control your dick. That's what kind of shit they do. Listen, you better have some character. Because okay? if you ain't got no character, they're going to go find 10 or 12. They might even lie on you. 
So my thing is if you build up your character as much as you can, can't say that doesn't mean people still can't lie on you. People can't still try to destroy you, but it's harder to destroy somebody who cares for themselves, who ain't just one to put their talent out there and care about nothing else. It's hard to get to them type of people. I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's easy to get to them type of people who don't who want to get just their talent out there and don't want to take don't want to take care of their spirit man don't want to take care of their character they can get you out easy but people who say you know what this isn't just about you know show me acting and singing and stuff hey this is about me trying i'm also trying to be a good person i'm also trying to be the best because i understand i'm in the public eye i ain't gonna be perfect i'm gonna make mistakes i'm human but the thing is how I, I rise to the occasion every time. If I know I got a problem kicking women in the ass, then I need to get some anger management classes. I need to go get some help and some therapy and find out why I'm an abuser. If I'm a drug addict, I don't just keep doing the drugs out here and shit. I need to go to rehab. Look at Robert Downey Jr. It took him 100 times. He been, that man was in and out of rehab most of the 80s and 90s. Look at him now. I mean, he's doing well as far as everybody knows that he made one of the best comebacks in the world because he finally decided, shit, I got to get my shit together. Take care of whatever pain you in because you let your talent put you up here where your character can't keep you. They're going to destroy you. That's facts. Okay? Don't let nobody tell you different. They're going to destroy you. They're going to be your friend. They smiling in your face today giving you that uh, them cocaine. Oh, this is cocaine. Don't do it. What, like Shaka Khan said on Larry King, eventually her manager started coming in when she was getting too high and stuff. He said, you know you work more dead than alive. She said, straighten her ass right up because I was letting them letting her know. When you croak over, we're going to get all this. Okay? So that, I'm just saying, okay, you better, you, listen, I understand everybody got problems. I understand, but listen, here you got to at least be working on them. You ain't got to be perfect, but at least be trying to work on yourself. Be trying, let your, your character, how you, your character should be more important. Just thinking, or acting, or dancing, or whatever shit you do, or producing, or whatever the hell you're doing. You need to get, because you, if your character can't meet that place, that talent, that gift will literally become destructive. That's why I always ask the people when they say they're in the studio, I'm like, I can't do nothing. This. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm high and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, then your gift is destroying you. Because eventually, I mean, where then that makes me question where are you getting your music ability from? I mean, like, if you got to get, like, if you got to use, if you got to trigger it, like, you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, usually the Godhead, God speaks to you and inspires you. God don't got to inspire you. ain't got to be high for God to inspire you. But if you got to be high, then I question who's inspiring you. That's maybe some spirits. Spirits always collect. The devil always collects. You, you, the devil collects. What y'all think out here? What y'all think? The devil don't collect. If you bought, if you got to, if the only way you connect to the to the heavenly realms. Is through drugs that are destructive to your system. 
then you dealing with devils, okay? And they're going to come to collect because that's their ideas, not your little funky ideas. Your little funky ass is just the host, okay? Now, when it's God, then you God's host. God's going to take care of you. That's it. Y'all better quit playing out in these streets. What's going on here? I got to get some money. I got to get it. I got to get it. I got to get in here. You know, and then you bring in 25 girls in there, and they all high and smoking mild. Everybody doing it, and then pretty soon somebody comes. He's the devil. He, he loves it. He got to look at this food. Okay, yeah. Oh, and you write your best song ever. He's going to you because remember the devil, the, remember Lucifer is a musician, okay? So, so Lucifer know every little song y'all trying to put. He's a musician. Okay, so, uh, yeah, he give you a good song. But meanwhile, you don't know there's a chick up in there. Why you you out of your mind and high and everything? Who's plotting on plotting hoes uh, and gonna claim rape? And you ain't gonna remember. You might not remember shit that happened, okay? Because you was too high connecting. But that's how the devil works. I think she's gonna pay, and you usually pay in blood. I mean, we all pay in blood. But it depends. it's a different kind of blood when it's spiritually to the Godhead. But when it's through to the, to, to, to the uh, uh, Luciferian side, it's a different type of blood, okay? It's blood in, blood out. That's true. That's true. Not blood, like not two crips and bloods. I'm not talking about that. It's blood in, blood out in the spirit ring. Okay? And it depends on who you connecting your blood with. Okay? Jonathan Major. If you are not case, not not case. If you are an abuser, you need to admit that and go get some help, and quit worrying about Marvel and and everything else because they, your folks is gonna destroy you. That anger is gonna destroy you. Could kill you. Mess around in Hollywood if you ain't dealt with that anger. You gonna mess around and kill somebody, and then you really gonna be going to jail, and then they really gonna destroy your ass. So it's better now to take care of it than, than later, if this is true, if it is true. And Megan Good, I know you probably the chick on that telephone. That's why you up here walking in the court and stuff. Ain't no sense. Don't be feeling guilty, girl. You better get your ass. You better run your ass away till you figure out if this man is not abusive or not. So crazy ass running around here holding hands with, the, with, with this man and 20 women that came out talking about he, he abused somebody that, He's well, he, there's no proof he's guilty. Okay, well, if there's no proof, then let him settle that in court and you talk to him on the phone and be his friend and everything like that. Quick pass and give, give him a coochie. I don't know if she's giving him a coochie cat. If you are, keep giving him a coochie cat. Stop. Let him get himself together. Girl, I thought you was married to the. What was y'all doing? I thought y'all was doing. Reading church books and. Whatever you do, you huh. I don't get time making to this crazy thing. I got to, I'm at the end of the show. Dang, I got so much more to talk to y'all about. It's going to have to be a part two. Oh, man. We got to do a part two. So we got a lot of stuff to talk What else we got to talk about? We got to talk about Jonathan. We got to talk about Jada's new book. How else we got to talk about Jada? Jada got a whole new book coming out, a book, a uh, uh, uh uh, what is it? And Madonna being hospitalized? Oh my God! So many. I have just a couple of stories I think we'll talk about it later. But Jada, 
Oh, and then canceling uh, uh, Western Pound and Diddy and the and the failed another failed liquor situation. I mean, you know, we got to talk about. But Jada got a book coming out, child. You know that book gonna be. Uh, I know Will is getting his his seatbelt ready already. Okay, because you know it's gonna be some stuff in that book. Okay, Jada never disappoints. Never. <laughs> she always controversial. Her kids coming out this week talking about how they they was getting. Her, she encouraged them to use psychedelics. Is that what they said allegedly? Okay, we got to we got to talk about that. So we we have a part two. I may do a late night show and do a part two if I have time. Okay, maybe that's what I'll do for y'all. Maybe tonight. So y'all be looking. And if I post that, it's gonna be a midnight show. If not, then I'll do it some other time. But we are gonna get in part two. It's probably gonna be as long as this one, but we will get into a part two. Okay, so we can talk about some of the other hot topics. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me every week, like you do. I appreciate y'all so much. I hope y'all have a wonderful Saturday. Enjoy your weekend. Oh, it's July 1st. Enjoy July. July, one of my favorite times of the month. Uh-oh. And then, it's, you know, then we move it into August and all that sort of stuff. I'm going to Vegas. I can't wait. So all that fun stuff, okay? God bless. God willing. But enjoy your month now, okay? Enjoy every day. Savor it, okay? I'm out. We're going to leave out with uh, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite songs, old school song, Jane Cow, Don't Want to Fall in Love. I love this one. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta, and I'll probably see y'all soon. Bye. Carlotta, and if you are listening to the sound of my voice, you are listening to the Archive Show. What's up, Archive listeners? Okay, y'all know how I love y'all, okay? Thank you so much for listening to the show. Listen, one of the best ways, and I forget, you know, people, 
I sometimes I forget to tell y'all one of the best ways y'all can tell people about me. I mean, one of the best ways y'all can help me is to tell people about this show, this podcast. Uh, we, I, uh, we have, a, you can get to the podcast on Apple and Block Talk Radio, okay? And pretty soon we're going to have a new platform. I'm so excited. But I can't, you know, you guys are going to love this one, okay? Okay. But, okay. So, yeah, so make sure you tell people come listen to the show. They can always listen to old shows in the archive, you know, and and everything. So I appreciate when y'all do that word of mouth. I love that. Thank y'all so much for uh for for that. Okay, okay. So how you can hit me up? You can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. Okay, that's where you can send me. Hey, if you mad at me for saying something about your favorite Beyonce? Are you mad at me for talking about Lauren today? <laughs> Or you disagree with me or whatever, you can hit me up. Feel free to do so. The Carlotta Chatwood Facebook show. Or if you have a um, if you have any ideas for a show or if you have, you know, something that you'd like to see me talk about, feel free to do so. Also, some of my best shows have come from uh people uh, you know, coming who are book who are novel or people who write books, uh, people who have their own product lines and stuff like that who come in and want to share that with my listeners. So if you have something you'd like to share, make sure you hit me up, okay? Uh, remember, you can uh, also hit me up on Instagram at Carly's underscore galaxy. That's Carly's with an S, no apostrophe, okay? And you can also hit me up on Twitter. There's two Twitter uh, things. The one that's active, C Catwood Show, okay? C uh, chat with show, and then the other uh, channel, secondary channel, Carlotta72, okay? So that's how you guys hit me up. And now where you can send me messages is both the Carlotta Chat with Facebook page and also uh, uh, on uh, Carly's underscore galaxy on Instagram, okay? Also, you can become a member of Blog Talk Radio. And remember, you can follow me on here, too, okay, because I know I have a lot of you guys following me through Blog Talk Radio, too, okay? I appreciate that so much. And also, when you follow me through Blog Talk Radio, it also gives you the opportunity to find out when I'm doing a show because I know I'll be doing random stuff, okay? I'll be putting, just putting shows out, all right? So sometimes it'll let you know no matter what time of the day is, hey, she's about to do a show, okay? She's about to come on, okay? And you want to listen live. If you don't want to be listening to the archive, then you can hear it that way, okay? All right, you guys, have a fun Saturday. I will see you guys maybe at midnight tonight. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a special show for that part two, okay? Let's leave out with Adina Howard, freak like me, my fellow Scorpion. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. I'm out. See y'all.